there. Wakey, wakey, it's time to wake up. You're listening to Saga Tuck on Sunday. That's right, it's Sunday again. You're listening to Gregory Muncy here as we broadcast live high above land sharks here in beautiful downtown Saga Tuck. We're getting a little bit more sun these days, and we're already seeing the sun start to come up over the hill. It's going to be a beautiful day here in downtown Saugatuck. The streets are clean. The sidewalks are clean. It's a great time to check out the town before we get really busy in the summertime. Now's the time where you can find a lot of great parking and have a lot of fun here in town. I'd like to thank you for tuning in. We do this every Sunday, 7 to 9 a.m., and uh, thanks for waking up for us. Grab a cup of coffee. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank our sponsors, the charming Saugatuck Rentals, with three beautiful rentals in the Saugatuck Douglas area, the Interurban, Back to the Fuchsia Flower Shop, and Mill Pond Realty. I'd also like to thank our producer, Dan Evans, a.k.a. Dan the Man on the Van, and let you know that podcasts are now available online at www.927thevan.com, so you can listen anytime. You can also visit our Facebook page at Saugatuck on Sunday. It's just after 7 a.m., and it's 32 degrees outside, so that's actually kind of mild this time of year. It's going to stay about 32 throughout the day, and uh, it'll go down this evening, but uh, 32 is our expected high today. Uh, the lights are still on out, out there, all of the Christmas lights. So well, We call them holiday lights, actually, and uh, they've been out longer than usual. It kind of brings a festive spirit to the downtown area, and, uh, and they'll be up and on through March, and we want to thank the city for giving us a little extra special magic uh, to get us through this very cold winter, and as we lean into spring, we've got lots of great events coming up, and we'll talk about events uh, throughout the month of March and things going on up and coming, um, and we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll also got a great guest lineup as well. Um, we've got uh, uh, we've got going to find out what's going on at the Kirby House. Uh, you know, the Kirby Hotel, uh, restaurant and hotel, that's, you know, a lot of history there that used to be a hospital. And then it was a uh, bed and breakfast. Real good friends of mine had owned that bed and breakfast. Then it became a restaurant hotel type thing. And uh, it's had a couple chefs, and uh, but there's a new chef, and they've got a great menu going on. In fact, they've had this Mardi Gras menu going on all weekend long. And we're going to talk to Christopher LaBelle. He's the new chef, and he's got quite a resume uh, he's the new chef, and he's also the general manager there at the Kirby, and we'll talk to him. Uh, we've also got uh, Dennis Dreyer on. Dennis Dreyer is from the Knights of Columbus, from Council Number 8687 from the St. Peter Parish. He'll be on as well. What do the Knights of Columbus do? We'll find out all the great things they do for the community. I know I've been talking about those pancake breakfasts, uh, and we'll talk about those and upcoming dates for those as well when he comes on. Um, and, uh, oh, CJ's just getting my fresh scones out of the oven, our sound guy, and uh, because I want him to hurry up and get over here and get that disco ball down. Uh, we've got, uh, I've got a special co-host here with me. It's one of my favorite people here in town. And, um, you know, she's that girl that was running around like a chicken with her head cut off during 2020 over there at Phil's, making sure we were all fed and well fed and taken care of. Welcome to the table. Brandy Pierce. Good morning. Get on the mic. Get, get. I'm here. I'm here. I, I know. I know. I'm still waking up. It's early. It is early. You brought in your coffee. Did I you, did bring my. Coffee. What what kind of coffee are you drinking? Um, 
You know, today fancy. It's, it's actually Uncommon Grounds today. Mm -hmm. It's Uncommon, uncommon grounds. grounds. I go back and forth between Uncommon Grounds and Simpatico. Love them both. Yeah, yeah, they are great. Yes. Um, uh, 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 uncommon Grounds is right here at Hoffman, and they roast their own beans on site. And, uh, and uh, yeah, that's good stuff there. I have their coffee up. Often, um, today I've got uh, the caramel blend, uh, one of the uh, caramel flavored coffees from the Shul Coffee Company from Grand Rapids. I just had that uh, two days ago. Did you? Oh, For the first time. It's yes. good, isn't it? It was so good. I don't know what was so different about it, but there was there was something. It was wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I'm brewing it right now for our guests, and uh, we get that over at the Butler Pantry. Oh, okay. uh, here. And you ever go to the Butler Pantry? Of course, I do. I love <laughs> the Butler Pantry. And um, actually, my friend Veronica, who also works at Phil's, told uh, me that they sell it there. We left the bubble of Sagatuck for a moment and went to Bliss Bakery in uh -huh. Hamilton. Oh, I've heard of that. Yes, yes. It was a fun, fun little getaway, and um, we enjoyed. That, that's the first time I had that coffee, huh. just a couple days ago. Now, now Bliss, Bliss Bakery, where is that located? In Hamilton. Hamilton, right, yes. right. Great little community there, Hamilton. It was. It's, Not it's, little, it's a big community, actually. It, it, the only thing I know about Hamilton is golf lessons for my sons and um, baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Veronica was like, let's leave the bubble and go to Bliss Bakery and try something new. So we did. And that's, that was, otherwise it's just sports. It's all about sports and the kids. Okay, <laughs> okay you lost me with sports. I, oh, trust me. Years ago, I would have said the same thing. And now I am that mom. Oh yeah, of course you are. Well, that, I am that soccer that's mom. That's what happens to motherhood. <laughs> um, Brandy, um, you're, you're co-owner with Phil um, over at uh, Phil's yes. Bar and Grill. And you've got two wonderful children, twins. Yes, we do. In fact, um, and they're beautiful kids very uh, it, you know what i'm not i'm not pandering to you but your kids are very amazing i i know you share your artwork for one of the kids all the time what's the is it noah that uh, has he the is art? the one that is extremely passionate about art yes uh -huh. yes and uh, oh my gosh his pictures online that you share are just incredible i mean they really are incredible I, I've never seen an artist that young. He's got such a, a grasp on realism, and like he almost does photography-like work. It's incredible. And yeah. some of his work is hanging in fills. And so if, uh -huh. if people are there, they can head towards the back of the restaurant, and he has a photo that's um, it was actually picked for Art Alone, um, as was his twin brothers, Evan. So they're both right. in the back. And oh, so you guys bought his Art Alones, of right? Of course we did. <laughs> Now, Art Alone is a program with our with our uh, local schools that um, that leases artwork uh, to to businesses or individuals oh that want to hang it up in their businesses or yes. homes, yes. and uh, they get to lease it for a year. We do and show off the talent of we our do. local uh, students. We have a few different pieces from, of course, Evan and Noah, and then um, another extremely I'm not sure what her name is, um, but just her work touched us as well. So we leased her work as well. Uh -huh. um, we actually have four pieces hanging in the restaurant right now. Uh -huh. Just very, very talented kids in this community. Yeah, it's a great Where program. Where Evan and Noah got theirs from, we're not sure, but <laughs> we just we just now, feed it. It's incredible. Okay, now, 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 Phil, if you're listening, don't get mad at me. I just don't see you as an artistic type. <laughs> um, I mean, you're good at cooking. You're good at running oh, the no, restaurant. No, no. He's, but, he's good at running a restaurant. But I don't see you with a paintbrush. <laughs> And, and, a, and a little uh, beret, you know. No, um, not at all. But he would look cute in a beret. He, he looks cute in anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, but uh, but, and you don't have a lot of creative skills, do you? But um, and you're a cook. I, I know love that. To cook. Yes, yeah, that's I love creative. To cook. Um, I just, I have a lot of passion for. I appreciation for it. How is that? 
okay. appreciation for, I mean, driving into to be here today, yeah. looking at the sunrise coming up over the bridge, I mean, it brings me to tears. I yeah. was listening to an amazing song. I pull in, and I'm so glad you said something about the lights because you are so Right. I have lived here for over 20 years and driving down Butler Street at 6.45 in the morning with those lights shining, along the, the tree-lit um, road, mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah. How, I mean, how can you not just feel that? So yeah. I have a – I just – I feel everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I, I just – I have a passion for um, music and beautiful things. I wish I could express it better on paper – but my son has yeah he he has that yeah he he really does um you guys opened phil's um yeah now phil's was a what was it called before it was phil's what was it named before it was phil's it was tavern 215 for a couple years okay mm-hmm. uh-huh tavern 215 what a the, boring name <laughs> i mean 215 butler street I, right on, i mean it's catchy. not very creative come on tavern 215 well phil's phil's is really cool <laughs> Now let's, let's, that's creative. <laughs> that's true. No, it's hey, it's worked, right? Yeah, it has. Um, Nineteen years and going. So. Nineteen years. Yeah. I know you guys just had your um, uh, last fall had your uh, little celebration. We did. I had to go get my T-shirt and we did have my cocktails. Um, it was wonderful to have it back after a couple years of not right, right, due right. To COVID. So. Yeah, was it two years that you guys didn't do that, or was it one year? It was one. I think it was just the eighteen year that we had the drive by and everybody came and right. honked and cheered and brought balloons and right. we did it from a distance of course so, right yeah, right it was good to have everybody back yeah and and if you're paying attention uh you notice that we said 215 butler street that's where they're located here in downtown Saugatuck, phil's bar and grill yeah phil's is considered um you know it's called the cheers of Saugatuck, and uh and it's the uh chemistry of the people that work there and the people that own it um the uh back staff uh we call him little phil uh, but he's not a little guy. He's a big guy. <laughs> not, but he's not a big guy. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, we do call him Little Phil, and um, and he's the cook uh, in the back. He kind of runs things with the cooks there and works side by side with Phil to uh, create a wonderful menu there. You guys have a great menu. Um, you you kind of step away from just regular pub food. So you're not the kind of food that you're going to find in a sports uh, bar where it's like, you know, fried wings and fried this and fried that. However, you do have wings, um, and they're, but they're the whole wings. Yes. And um, uh, one of my favorites. And, I, you know, I love dipping your wings. I, I do. I, I double dip in the mild sauce and the ranch. Oh, I remember from your to-go order. Yes. <laughs> Make uh, sure there's extra sauce. Uh, Laura Durham started doing that, and she was the one that turned me on to doing that. So, so, so she really likes doing that. And uh, but uh, now you guys have been there for golly, it's been 19 years now. 19 years. So what was that like? Now you guys were, you know, you lived in town, and I know that um, uh, Phil worked at Morrow's, mm-hmm. and um, and you stumbled upon an opportunity to open a restaurant. How old were you? That that was twenty. That was almost twenty years ago, it was. Brandy. It was. Wow. Um, so you were like what ten? <laughs> I love you, Brandy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually just thought about that the other day. I would have been around twenty-five. Um, I was working at the Mermaid, and at that time, Philip was working at um, Everyday People Cafe. So you worked at the Mermaid with I Sharon sure Shanahan. Did. I 
with that crunchy chicken salad. Oh, the crunchy chicken salad. I miss that. It's amazing. She does it sometimes in the summer. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yes. You can still get it. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, yes. Love Pat and Sharon. And, um, but they would close in the winters. And so I worked at Everyday People and one of their bartenders didn't show up. And I was thrown behind the bar with Philip and, um, I really enjoyed being back there with him. So yeah. you bartended with him. <laughs> Philip is quite a bit taller than you. Yes, Not that is. you're short, but he's a tall guy. He's quite a bit taller. Yeah. Half uh-huh. bit older. Maybe. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, well, obviously yeah. he's older. Yeah. I mean, obviously. <laughs> um, and yes, so we were together for a mere six months when he said, I have an opportunity and I'm going to do it. And I was young and naive and madly in love. And I said, Okay, wow. let's do this. Let's open a restaurant. So we opened. Twenty five years old. That's in, young yes, to get yes. into the game. And he he had already been through it once. He uh-huh. had owned the Global prior to, which was in the same building. Right. So he had fallen down, took some time, got back up, and said, "I'm going to do it again." And and this time I'm going to do it right. It. I I could get very emotional about it. I'm so proud of him, and it's an amazing lesson for our children that. When you fall down, you get back up and you try again. And That's right. Look what he's done. So uh-huh. I'm so proud of him. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I mean, we moved in with each other and opened a restaurant in the same weekend. <laughs> <laughs> wow! <It> so <laughs> snap! Not like only that. are you yeah. married, or uh, almost married, close um, enough, uh, right? close <laughs> enough. But then, but then you're uh, starting a business together. That had yes. to been quite something. Now, when you got in there. Um, you, of course you painted, you changed, yeah. did you change everything? Not a lot because it uh-huh. has so much character the way it is. I yeah. mean, even still 19 years later, we haven't changed that much. The bar is from the late 1800s out of Chicago. Right. I mean, there's so much history to it. It's a great Now bar. granted, you know, sometimes I look at those mirrors and I'm like, I just wish I could, but you can't, you can't do it. There's nothing more you can do to it, <laughs> um, but it just, that's what adds the character to it. Sure. So sure. it's. It's, an, it's, it's a special little building. Um, it's probably a lot to keep up a bar like that because I know that you've got the refrigerator units there, and they're the old-fashioned ones with those doors and the old handles. But, that you know, was... those are the ones that never break down. Oh, Go really? Go figure. Yes, really? of course, the new equipment is what breaks down. Oh, All yeah. of those amazing old coolers, they're no, they're great. Yeah, you're right about that. The new stuff breaks down. I remember when, you, when, when uh, Philip gave you a special gift last year. A dishwasher. He did. I did get a dishwasher. And, For the front um, of the house. has been a headache. But when it works, it is amazing. <laughs> right. It, is, it was life-changing. Yeah, I remember when you got that. You oh, were like, I did. oh, I, I got a dishwasher. Uh, yeah. Yes, that was life-changing. Yeah, actually. yeah. Yeah. And so now, and you guys have been there 19 years. Now, you kept the roasted chicken on the menu, right? Something you couldn't take away. Roasted oh, so chicken good. has been in that building for... I, I wish I could even tell you, I, mm-hmm. th- 40, 50 years, roasted chicken and perch. Um, right. The restaurant before the Global was called the Embassy, and there's still people that come in and reminisce about that. They they tell me what it used to be like so many years ago mm-hmm. um, to sit at that same bar and order the perch and how much it cost back then, which, of course, you know, <laughs> everything has skyrocketed now, so it's right. insane. But, um, no, I mean, people come and reminisce, whether it's been five years that they've been coming to Phil's or 35 years ago when they were coming to the Embassy. Uh-huh. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So much history. So yeah. much history in that little building. Yeah. So yeah. many memories made. So many, even just in the 19 years that we've been there, the relationships that we've formed with the customers that have come in, um, children that I've watched, you know, they started out coming in their car seats and they're now off to college. I mean, 
it's it's incredible the relationships that you form in, in a business like that. Right, yeah, right. Wow. It's really beautiful. Wow, and you've got such a great staff there. Um, you really They're do. Um, I, I can name so many of them. Uh, you know, Veronica and all the girls there. Um, you know, everybody does such a great job there. Um, and and uh, it's it's got to be um, challenging um, uh, to have somebody to have such a staff, or or it's or is it luck? I mean, oh. I mean, honestly, you have to be treating your people right to to have to have people hang on that long. You know how many restaurants have such a quick turnover? Yes. I don't see that at Phil's. You know, oh my gosh, we people, have so many people that have been there all nineteen years. Right. Some that have been there eighteen, seventeen, fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. This is insane to me. But going into summer of twenty twenty two, I don't think I have to hire one person. Oh, that's awesome. Maybe we're we're fine tuning some things. It's you know when COVID hit, um, we really had to. We had to – the dynamic completely changed because mm-hmm. it was all to-go orders. Right. So we had to change the entire dynamic of what Phil's Bar and Grill was. Uh-huh. It was challenging, and it was tricky, and not everybody agreed, and we went through some ups and downs with that. Sure. But I think what is different about us, Gregory, is we respect our employees so much that we sat everybody down and said, how are we going to make this work? Mm-hmm. We as an all of us, not just right. Philip and I. How are we going to make this work for everyone? Right. And, you know, we, again, we went through some ups and downs. Some things worked, some things didn't, but we figured it out. So uh-huh. going into 2022, we're feeling very positive about um, how we're going to go forth with it. Uh-huh. And again, it's going to bring challenges because are there still going to be a ton of to-goes? Are people still afraid to come in? Are they still leery? I don't know. Right. I really don't know. Right, right. But we'll work through it together. And it's just... Um, we truly respect um, each individual that works there, and I want them to come into a place that's, where they say, I'm so happy to be at work today. Right. And I want them to leave and say, I know that my voice is heard. Right. So, right. And I feel that that's where we are. Oh, that's awesome. It that, is. That is awesome. We're so lucky. I literally yesterday um, walked into the restaurant after soccer in Grand Rapids, and there was a table of two ladies that are wonderful um, uh, Phil's customers, uh, they're so supportive of us. And they stopped and they said, we never sit at this back table. And they watched the employees walking in and out of the, of the kitchen door. Oh, right. And they just said, how, how do they do that? Right. They're like, how do you guys know when the food is ready? And how do you, and I just looked at them and I said, they're like, you know, do you have a buzzer? Do you have, no, no. I'm like, they are just that talented. It right. is a fine tune machine and they run it that way. Yeah. It gives me goosebumps. I mean, right. That's how fortunate we are because you're right. There's so many restaurants in the area that struggle to find um, such amazing, hardworking, honest uh-huh. staff. Yep. And that's what we have. Right, right. That's and they awesome. just, they do it. They go in and they kill it and... I, I just I couldn't be more proud. Oh, that's so sweet. I couldn't be oh, more proud. they kill me. They're one big happy family. Yeah. Have you seen the new picture that's on the wall? No. <clears throat> okay. If you were to actually come in the real front door, yeah. not the winter front door, right? But right above. We had an amazing employee party last year to celebrate uh-huh. all of them and surviving 2020 and 2021. Right. And um, we took them out on the Star Saga Tuck. Yes, and, I remember that. Yes, we had the most amazing night. And we were able, uh, we were on the front of the Star Saga Tuck, Lake Michigan's in the background. Julie's still talking about that. She had oh. to pick you up off the corner. No, I actually behaved myself. <laughs> I did. I was a really good girl that night. I was so proud. Other than, yeah, we won't go there. <laughs> We but, can talk about some other employee parties <laughs> that we've had where I ended up in places. But, um, <laughs> no, no, this one I behaved. And so 
the picture. There was a picture that was taken of, it was for the first time in 19 years that we've ever had a picture taken of every employee that's there minus two. There was two that were missing. Right. And um, it is, oh, it's, it is such an amazing picture, and the staff had it made into this big, beautiful portrait mm-hmm. for Philip and I for Christmas, and it's hanging on the wall now. Oh, and it's just if you have to look. I have at to it. look at. It. I don't Please know how do. I missed it. Oh my god! I have to go in later. Look, you have to look at my face. I seriously look like the proudest mama. I'm right in the middle of it with my <laughs> arms around it. I'm just like, these are my people. Like these are the people that that create such an amazing space. Uh-huh. Um, that where people just feel comfortable to come to. Right. It's like it's like you. It's like home away from home. Right. So it is. It is. Many people. It and is. I just I can't tell you how that makes me feel. It's funny because uh, when the furniture store closed next door, you guys had the opportunity or were were given the <laughs> opportunity uh, if you wanted to expand because you could have uh, uh, tore out that wall. There, back uh, next to the bar Absolutely. there, and you could have had more dining. We could have, and and a lot of people would would say, well, I mean, you guys are so popular, of course, you know, and you know, especially in the summer season. Even now, you know, when I go there at dinner hour, it's packed. Um, but uh, uh, a lot of people say, well, why didn't you expand? Why didn't you expand? As everybody knows, um, it is hard to find staff, uh-huh. right, and good staff at that, um, and we already have it. So it's so many times we feel if a place expands and becomes bigger, uh-huh. you're going to lose the consistency. Mm-hmm. You're going to lose the charm. Um, right. We didn't want to do that. Right. It just – we didn't want to lose what we have. Right. Um, and so in my – I don't know. I feel if I go to a restaurant and they have an hour, hour and a half, two hour wait, and people are willing to wait that long, there's a reason for that. Right. right? Oh, sure. Oh, I'm the same <laughs> there, way. Yeah. There's I want to get into that. that restaurant. And so yeah. it's just, yeah. we just, um, I feel like we would have taken a hit to what, to um, the service that we provide, uh-huh. to the um, amazing food that we provide right. it's i mean our our kitchen is so little granted maybe we could have expanded on the kitchen a little bit mm-hmm. but really what more is that going to do we already offer such a great product that why fix something that's not broken yeah and, you do i mean we're so far from greed and it's not about that it's right. just it's not it's about offering an awesome product to this awesome community and making people walk away and remember I have so many people that come here year after year and they're here once a year and they're like, we just got into town, just strolled into town. This is the first place that we come. We sit here, you know, they have their memories with Jimmy or their memories even way back when with Mark or Erica or Daniel, you know, whomever. And, um, um, that is what we want to provide is memories for people. Like mm-hmm. there was this great little place, Phil's Bar and Grill. It looks like a little dive from the outside, but you walk in and, you know, you're greeted with a smile and you're listening to great music and the lighting is just right. And you think, oh, it's going to be deep fried baskets of, you know, uh, fried shrimp. Out of and French yes, fries exactly. And, yeah. and what did I get? I got Scottish salmon over beautiful mixed greens with homemade gorgonzola dressing. And, you know, it's. Your specials it's, are amazing, by oh, the way. Oh, his specials. His, I used to question him. I'm like, those two things don't go together. And then he's like, brandy. And he'd give me a little plate and I'd try and I'd. Oh, <laughs> no, they do go together. Oh. And so I don't question anything that he, that he does anymore. 
Um, yeah, they do. I had Christine Murphy on uh, last yeah, week, and um, and we talked about the outdoor dining, mm-hmm. and uh, they've approved that uh, with a little price tag. Yes, I understand. Um, and um, and so I know we had fun. I know CJ Kimberly and I really enjoyed the outdoor dining there where we could have a cocktail and banter with all the locals, right? yeah. make fun of all the bike riders and, <laughs> and uh, the people running. Um, and uh, I always like to make fun of people running. I'm like, what are you running for? <laughs> ah! uh, when I see the high school kids running, you know, I'll go like, oh, my gosh, and I'll turn around and run the other way. I'll run with them <laughs> as if I'm we're sure running away from Gregory. something. Um, um. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but are you guys going to do the outdoor? Absolutely. Uh, so you're going to uh, 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 pay for the $200 per parking spot? Absolutely. Yeah, that's and a hefty so- price. And you've got to pay it all at the beginning, uh, Christine was, was saying, that you have to pay all of that for six or seven months. That's quite an investment. You know, so I am um, – the heart and the voice of Phil's, that's uh-huh. Philip's department. So yeah. <laughs> I don't want to miss, I don't want to be misspoken and say something that is incorrect. So right. I'm not sure. All I know is that, yes, we are doing it. Oh, awesome. Um, it just, we feel like it adds so much to our little town. Yeah. Um, the flowers, who doesn't want more flowers? Right. 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 And so it's like we have the, the flower boxes. And, and you did gorgeous. a great job keeping them up, by the that way. That would be my mother. I know She's some people. Amazing. That did the flowers, and they weren't watering them all the time. And sometimes I'd walk by, and I was like, "Oh, they're dead! Oh, come oh, on!" It's but part you of my guys are always enjoy. beautiful. Yeah, yeah. They, oh no, they are. They're so pretty, and it just it does. It adds to the community. All these, you know, everybody did such a beautiful job with it, and they were all they a little bit different, which I loved. I didn't want them to all have to be you know, the same. Right? Like, no. Right. You saw the uh, uncommon grounds had like a white picket fence. Yeah. Uh, Wally's had their own special. Uh, fencing made with their logo on it, with the Wally's logo on it. Yeah, and, they were. And Wix did such a beautiful job. Yeah. I loved it. And Bodie's was so beautiful. I just, I mean, I think everybody did a really nice job with it. And again, yeah. it just, it makes it a little, I mean, we're eclectic, right? Uh-huh. And that's, I mean, that's what Sawtuck is all about. Uh-huh. So. I think it's a great idea. I don't know why we, were, we weren't doing it sooner. I mean, I Agreed. don't know why COVID, you know, prompted it because it really does add a lot to the atmosphere. There's but, some folks that talk about parking. But it takes a minimal parking. Exactly. When, when you talk about all of the restaurants that are participating in it, it really is minimal parking um, in if the it's area. Two, so you know, two spots per restaurant. Then I, I mean, some of them were getting a little out of control. But and I think that they, I think they're from the meetings that I attended. I, I'm pretty sure that they're down to like two per restaurant, uh-huh. regardless of the size of the restaurant. Right. So, but again, I don't want to misspeak because right. um, that was a while ago when we were just kind of throwing ideas out there. But yeah. um, no, it just, it does. It adds to it. It's, it's beautiful. It's, it's yeah. fun. Yeah, it's I think our town. I think it's a great thing. And you who know, doesn't want to be outside? It, is it, you know, we're talking about restaurants. It's making me hungry. CJ, could you grab those scones? You know, I sure. made fresh scones this morning. <laughs> oh, you are just... Homemade fresh scones. You know, sometimes I've gotten that scone mix over there that they get at the butler pantry. Where oh, you, okay, sure. You just add water or cream or whatever sure, yeah. and throw them in the oven, and they're really good. Um, but uh, I, uh, this morning, um, they were in the oven, and CJ took them out when uh, when we were on uh, break there. Uh, I've made these wonderful scones. You know, uh, Deb, Deb Petrie from the American Spoon was on a couple weeks ago and uh, you know they've got such great stuff there they do and um she was uh, we were talking about these dried cherries and these are uh they're called montmorency montmorency she was so good to to to, uh to uh put the uh the uh, pronunciation because she knows how i am they're uh (laughs) 
you know, cherries are Michigan's most famous fruit. And uh, now these are, uh, they're deep in red color. Now, this is in a resealable bag. They're dried cherries. And um, uh, they're excellent, and like you could throw them in salads, yogurt, you put them in oh, oatmeal, yeah. granola, uh, granola, mm. yeah, granola, yeah, ice cream. <gasps> look at those, um, Gregory. Yeah, don't they look good? Oh, you were talented. Go get the butter too. There, there's butter there, and and a butter knife. <laughs> Go get the butter. I want, I want CJ to move in with me. Oh, <laughs> I thought he was. I, th- I thought he did live there. Did, did you? Yeah. <laughs> Anytime I've been here, he's been here. Right, so. right. <laughs> Excuse me, but um. But these are, you, you, you know, you can just eat them out of the bag. I was kind of snacking on, on them this morning while I was making them. Um, but so I made these scones. And I'm going to try them because um, real simple recipe. I used uh, sour cream instead of instead of uh, heavy cream. Well, aren't you mm-hmm. are just something. Mm. You're always making mm. something new. And try fresh. one. All right. Try one. Um, real simple scone recipe. Need another nap. And. If you want the recipe to these, oh my gosh, these are so good. Um, here's the butter. Wow, they're perfect. They just, cr- I mean, this, you, no butter for me. They really, you. they really did turn out good. Oh, look at you, no butter. You're well, really good. Um, they did turn out. While good. you're eating, I'm taking over. Okay, so <laughs> I think I heard the answer. I think I heard the answer. So I was, my question was, where did the little globe in the hmm. And it's yeah. the global. So I was like, oh, I learned something. I think. Oh, okay, because there's a globe in the fence yeah, there yeah. at Phil's. No, 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 in. In the name, in the late. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. It's everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. What was that? I have no idea. That was bizarre. Something fell down. Did yeah. you hear that? Um, um. Yes. So he that's... has them everywhere. They're on okay. the clock. But that's from everywhere. his original It restaurant. is. And okay. it's, um, he leaves them there because it's a reminder to him. Yep. It's yep. something for him to look at and say, mm-hmm. this is why. Oh, what else did I want? Oh, uh, you know what? It's 7.30. Oh, wow. It's 7.30 already. We've got to take a break. Plus, I love the salmon. We're too busy eating <laughs> and talking about Phil's Restaurant. Hey, Brandy, my special co-host here, you guys. Thank you, Brandy, for coming on. It's so fun. We've got a great show ahead. We've got uh, trivia coming up next with CJ. Oh, my. We've also got events going on in March and throughout uh, March and April, the next couple months. And I want to tell people to get their calendars ready for a lot of great things going on here in the Saugatuck Douglas area. So you'll want to stay tuned. Another shout-out to Charming Saugatuck Rentals, Mill Pond Realty, Back to the Fuchsia Flower Shop, and Inner Urban Transit Authority. Hey, we'll be right back. Grab another cup of coffee. We'll be right back here on Saugatuck on Sunday. Wake up, Lakeshore. And we are enjoying these delicious scones here made with cherries from, you know, I, I told you those are from American Spoon, the cherries here. This is Gregory Mudsey here on Saugatuck on Sunday with my special co-host, Brandy Pierce. And uh, last segment, we were just eating scones here. We're talking about Phil's <laughs> restaurant. It's making me hungry. And this morning, I woke up early and made delicious scones from American Spoon. You know, um, I just wanted to give a shout out. A lot of people are hiring, but a great place to work is American.
American Spoon, and uh, they are hiring. They're located at 308 Butler Street here in downtown Saugatuck. They're open every day. So, I mean, walk in, talk to Deb. They're great gals to work for, gentlemen to work for, and it's a great company to work for. And uh, and uh, give them a call at 269-857-3084, and, uh, and, and it's a great job to have. Um, uh, they pay good, um, and, and it's flexible. So, um, yeah, uh, lots of people hiring. Uh, lots of people hiring in Saugatuck. So just all you really have to do is walk around town and say, I'm looking for work, and someone's going to snatch you Absolutely. up around here. Absolutely. Um, uh, uh, so, uh, so if you're looking for work, Saugatuck is a great, it's a great work atmosphere. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, we're back and, um, uh, wanted to talk about a couple different things here. We've got, uh, events coming up as well. Um, and then, um, also, you know, you've got a couple of dogs too. We didn't talk, or no, you've got one dog. One dog. Now, what kind? (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Something. Yeah. Oh, okay. She's something. Pickles. Yes. Pickles is her name. Pickles is her name. Uh, and and um, uh, now are the are the boys are they good about taking pickles out or does Mama does Mama find herself? She's really Mama's dog now. I think. Oh, is she? Now that my boys are eleven, I think I got them. I got pickles for them for Christmas two years ago. Uh-huh. Um, and of course, it was supposed to be their dog, but I think it was my way of saying, okay, I don't know how to watch my children grow up, so I need another toddler. <laughs> And boy, did I ever get one! <laughs> oh gosh! So yes, she's. So you, you take her out, right? And and now, when you wake up, does she wake you up in the morning? And no, tell you she that... does sleep with the boys. Actually. Oh, that's good. She's a good. No, she's a good girl. But you do have to take her out, and then sure. of course let her do her thing. Yeah, and she just keeps me busy. She actually keeps me. I don't. I'm a fair weather walker, going to the beach kind of person. But with her now. She needs to go out and run, so she gets me out in the winter more often. I was reading there in the U.K. that a plant-based uh, pet food company in Britain is offering a dog owner more than $6,000 to switch your uh, canine's diet. But here's the catch. you got to keep track of the pet's poop smells. Yeah, so, no, thank yeah, you. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Who's got time for that? <laughs> Omni, a company that specializes in plant-based dog food, said it's seeking a dedicated dog owner to sniff their dog's poop to test and affect the plant-based diet has on their dog's digestion. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't help but share that with everybody. I thought that was hilarious. Hey, $6,000, though. The winning applicant will be paid $6,685 to use their dog food for two months. Fun fact. Hey. And by all, if you would like to borrow pickles, yeah, you may, Gregory. And you, can, you can get yourself that six thousand. No, thing, yeah, I, I got to tell you, that's one thing that uh, that kind of <laughs> stops me from owning a dog is <laughs> the fact that I have to clean up after it. That is true. Oh, see, we are very lucky. She runs to the woods. Mm. She does not go anywhere in the yard. So oh, nice. Oh, we're so lucky. We, we don't have that issue. Oh, good that's for one you. Good thing about oh, good for her. you. So <laughs> I, I thought that was interesting. Hey, that is very interesting. Lots of events coming up. You know, uh, Tuesday, March first, and that's just around the corner. Sure. It's Mardi Gras already. Yeah, and uh, already around the corner. You, they used to have a big Mardi Gras parade back in Douglas back in the day. Remember? Yes. So I don't know what happened, why that fizzled out, and it would be nice to see some community people get back into that and do that again because it used to be a big event. It was a big event. A it, huge I'm trying parade. To think of how many years ago that was? I think it was put on by IHS. I think it's been uh, like around. It's maybe it's been ten years. Maybe At I know least. IHS was a part of it. Yeah. 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 And. Uh, there were organizers from Douglas that did it. I know it. the history of it went back and forth to Mardi Gras Tuesday to the Saturday before. 
Right. And there were talk about, you know, some people thought it should be on Mardi Gras Tuesday. And other people thought, well, Saturday would be good because that way people will stay in town for the weekend. So that's good for, you know, all of our B&Bs and hotels and resorts and rentals. Um, uh, but uh, I think it went back and forth. And then it finally kind of like died out and fizzled. So, it did. Which I really enjoyed it. I used to make my own masks and, you know, and with the feathers and all that and, and partake. <laughs> and uh, so so I missed that. However, but there is going to be a little get together, a parade going on. And uh, right here, when you celebrate Mardi Gras in style, joining the Sagatuck Second Line uh, featuring live music with Great Lakes Brass. These are these guys that play that old old so kind of tuba, the yes. big brass and all Sounds that. Amazing. And, and now they started this a couple years ago, and it's starting to become a thing now. And uh, you'll meet on Tuesday, March 1st, at Wally's at 4 p.m., and uh, maybe you'll get a little inspiration there through a beverage or several. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then now they're going to march from Wally's to the Southerner. And there at the Southerner, they'll have a Mardi Gras pop-up menu with special food and drink features. So it's kind of a fun thing to do. You want to get dressed up? Go ahead and get dressed up. If you're not dressed up, that's okay, too. Um, uh, join in and have a lot of fun. Um, you know, the weather looks like it's going to be pretty decent this week. Um, I know uh, CJ was talking that uh, once they got back, CJ was in Texas. They went yes. to the Alamo, CJ and Kimberly, and um, and they just got back yesterday. And uh, he said, uh, when we're back, the snow is done. And now I looked at the forecast this week, and we don't have any snow in the forecast. Oh, okay. We do have a little bit of rain, uh, but uh, uh, he might be right. I, I don't know. This is Michigan, and we're always wearing However, uh, speaking of CJ, speaking of Texas, we do have – he did put a little trivia together for us. So, Brandy, we're going to put you on the spot with oh. Mardi Gras trivia. And here he comes. This should go well. <laughs> this should go well. Yeah, we'll see. Oh, yeah. Howdy. First, I have to tell you, you you are TW. You have a cowboy name now. And it's Kimberly. Oh. Kimberly now, and not Kimberly. It's Kimberly. And you are TW. TW? Tumbleweed. <laughs> oh, the, the rodeo was amazing. It hey, was, CJ, I'll the, tumble for you. Oh, stop. <laughs> They, it was fabulous. They, so the the rodeo riders, there's Stetson and Sage Steel and Creek, and it, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, it went to the regular. It was the, a regular. The, rodeo, it's the right? San Antonio Rodeo. It's the world famous, best ro- been voted the best rodeo in the world. Did years you see in the row. big bulls and the? Oh yeah, oh the bulls, the uh, bear. The, the the favorite event uh-huh. was mutton busting. Do you know what mutton busting? Mutton busting. This is hilarious. No, what, t- tell us. So, you know, they have the chutes and they put the cows in, or the bulls in there or the broncos and the, the cowboys ride them out. Right. Mutton busting is a smaller version of that. So they have these little chutes and they put six and seven-year-olds on top of a sheep and then open the gate and they have to hang on and ride it out of there. It oh, was yeah. it was amazing. <laughs> YouTube mutton busting. And if you, the San Antonio one was unbelievable. The crowd went wild. Now, what, else, what else did you guys do while you were in Texas? Uh, you went to we San Antonio? We went to the Riverwalk. Riverwalk. Uh-huh. Um, we went to Pioneer Flower, Gunther House Restaurant. So we were in King Williams area. It's really cool old houses. It was amazing. Uh-huh. And uh, the Riverwalk's a neat little area they have. Uh, we went to the Alamo. Uh-huh. We went to uh, P- 
Paris hattery. It's a old, it's like a hundred some year old hattery with the wood blocks and steam and making hats. Oh, we fun! Why we're in there? We're in there, and there's some people saying they're from West Michigan. They're from uh, Holland. Oh, you so, met some Holland people. Yeah, yeah. People. So it's interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that that's uh, what else do I have from Texas? Yeah. We good, oh, we went to barbecue. A couple barbecue places. Uh, pretty, how was the barbecue? Really very good? good. Very good. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, I, is it as good as the ribs at Phil's? Well. I had beef ribs. I mean, they've got a good sauce yeah, there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, you yeah. know. But I only get the salmon there. Salmon. Sometimes a special will get me off. You of like that, that little crab cake. The crab cake. The that comes with the yeah, salmon. Oh, it's fabulous. That's that's my favorite. Uh-huh. 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 Um, so, yeah. I, so now we can say, me and Kimberly. Uh-huh. Kimberly. <laughs> Can say it's not our first rodeo anymore. Oh, you, that's right. So that's a little piece. Do you know where that started? No, this so we had to look that up. You know, just people. This say isn't it's our, not, first not, not our first yeah, rodeo. Yeah, what does that mean? What does that mean? Well, that came, and so Kim looked it up. Uh-huh. Kimberly looked it up. It, it came from Mommy Dearest in that movie. One of the writers wrote that. This is that she said it was not my first rodeo. She didn't actually ever say it, but that was part of that movie, and it's become sort of. Common. So that came out with that, that movie. movie. Yeah, yeah. It was never around before. No, then. no, no. That's uh, that's at least per the internet yesterday at the airport. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, 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 that's interesting. I didn't know that. Um, what else did you learn about Texas? Um, the Spanish mission style buildings are amazing. It's just mm-hmm. huge, and everything is bigger in Texas. The places are pretty massive. It's nice. Uh-huh. We La- stayed at Airbnb. It was. It was did really you see nice. lots of fringe and leather? Oh, and, yeah, the fringe and leather and, and boots. So at the boots. rodeo, watching the boots. We, so we had a little, our own little game. Mm-hmm. Find the biggest belt buckle. Mm-hmm. We did that. Right. Uh, find the most fringe and who had the best boots. Um, one of the hat things that I didn't know, some of the guys had a little toothpick in the back of their hat band. That was something that was pretty common. And it's like, well, that's interesting. Huh. Eating barbecue, you might need a toothpick. So yeah, they, that's they right. That's a, a good place to put it. Yeah. There. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Very interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> Mardi Gras coming up. Yes, it is. And so, uh, Mardi Gras, uh, I don't know. Uh, it, did you put anything together? I have. Or? We did Mardi Gras last year, so I still have last year. So, I, you know, I, I'm sure you didn't win, so I figured I'd give you a chance with repeat <laughs> sure questions. I didn't either. And I didn't study. So, you know, that also. So, um, yeah, uh, Mardi Gras, uh, it'll be uh, on uh, Tuesday the 1st. You know, you. Fat Tuesday. Fat Tuesday. Um, and uh, you saw that, uh, you know, Wally's is doing their thing. I saw so that. I, you, you, you guys are, I think I may participate. Yeah, I just sure may we, do that. We can try. We can yeah. at least pregame. You're right, right. I, we'll see if I can make it that far uh, from here to the southerner. I don't know. I, I mean, there's no pubs in between. Where are you going to take a break? You know, I guess you could side over to Wicks real quick, you know, have a little cocktail and, and be join. Off the, go off the route? Then join up again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure something out. So sure. uh, you've got uh, trivia. You want to hear some questions? Sure, yeah. I'll ask some questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Mardi Gras Revelers, uh, so they have the big party in Mardi Gras, New Orleans. And this is for me, right? Yes, yeah, for okay. you. You get the first question. Okay. How, ma- how much does a typical Mardi Gras Reveler spend for their costume and masks? For Mardi Gras, either A, $250, B, $500, or C, $1,000. Now, a Mardi Gras reveler, is this somebody that's down in Louisiana yes, spending is, that money, yes, or is, is it somebody in... This is the New Orleans crowds. Oh, okay, somebody in one of the Holland pubs, you know. Well, I mean, because, you know, Holland, they're probably spend, you know, go to the dollar store and get, you know. That's what I was going to say. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, how much? Two fifty, five hundred, or a thousand? Correct. Oh golly, um, I'll say five hundred. That's right. Ooh, I would have gotten that right too. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. 
How many pounds of beads are thrown every year? So they throw the beads. How many pounds? 10 million, 15 million, or 25 million pounds of beads are thrown at Mardi Gras or during the Mardi Gras season in New Orleans. That's a lot. That's a lot. It's amazing. I'm just going to have to say a... 10 million. 25. No. Yeah, yeah, 25 yeah. million pounds? Yeah, yeah. Pounds. Million pounds. That's, yep. Boy, that's a lot of plastic. That's a lot of this. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a lot of, that's a lot of, <laughs> that's a lot of, that's a lot of, of lifting the shirts. And, uh, well, I know guys uh, pull their pants down. I, you know, I've seen that before. Well, they moon you. No, not, no, not. Gregory, the first, the first, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, the first New Orleans. I don't Mar- need a reason for when, that. When was the first Mardi Gras parade? A, twelve seventy eight. B, eighteen thirty seven. Or C, nineteen twelve. The first Mardi Gras parade. What was New the Orleans. first one? Oh, in New Orleans. In New Orleans. Eighteen thirty seven. New Orleans yeah. wasn't even a town the first yeah. year you mentioned. Well, probably not. Yeah. So Ooh, I looked at two. Yeah, you got two. Um, what costume was the man that originated the throwing of the beads wear? When they when they first started that throwing the beads routine, was it was it dressed as a king, as Santa Claus, or as Batman? On the week before the Batman, the one that started the character that started started throwing throwing the the beads, beads. yeah, yeah, at Mardi Gras. Five. Oh my God! Was it a king? Oh, it was Santa Claus. Darn it. I knew it was going to be something. Like yeah. This. I should have <laughs> that. Then I was going to go with Batman. So right. I would have gotten it wrong. Um, right. Okay. So, so uh, what state celebrate Mardi Gras as an official holiday? So they get the day off everything. Louisiana, Alabama, and what third state celebrates it? A, Florida, B, Mississippi, or C, New Mexico? Oh, I'm going to see New Mexico. Mm, no, it's Florida. Oh, okay. What? But what? I have to guess Mississippi. Huh? Boy, I All right. I was going to be good uh, at this. Well, I could be wrong. What I is mean. the signature Mardi Gras dessert? Do they have a signature dessert that everybody has to okay. have during Mardi Gras? A, king cake. B, beignets. Or C, banana foster. What's the famous dessert for Mardi Gras? Yep. Banana foster. King cake. Boy, I have... The, you know the king gonna, cake, the big. It looks like a big donut. The guy didn't even. No, the, the king. king the king cake is where they put the baby in. They I know, but it looks like it. a big donut. I, I don't know. I think they look like donuts. I thought they were. They make it like a ring. Okay. Yeah. And if you take your piece and it has the the uh, king, little plastic the baby. king in it. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna ask Phil to make those. Then you have to bring the cake the next year. Though. That, that, well, that was one of the questions, so I'm skipping that one. How, <laughs> <laughs> how many king cakes are sold every year? A, 100,000, B, 200,000, or C, 500,000? I'm going for the gusto. 500,000. Look at that. Yeah, people like cake. Yes. Look at that. And that's the last question you answered already. So that's all my trivia that I'm given today. Yay, I won. <laughs> sure did. <laughs> that's the first of 2022. Good. <laughs> thank you, CJ. And you kept it in February. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Um, uh, uh, you know, uh, lots of things going on. We talked about the Mardi Gras parade, but there's also more events coming up. There's always something going on in town. Um, something I'm wondering about because I, you know, I opened up the, uh, city council packet. I like to keep, keep updated with what those politicians are doing. You know, I often have them on the show. I was just talking to Lauren Stanton. I'm going to have her on uh, pretty soon the next couple of weeks. And I always like to have a council person on because we like to be in the know here. Uh, but uh, the, uh, they're, they're announcing or trying to do the first uh, St. Patty's Day uh, People and Parade 
which we call the Aaron Go Bark Parade. It was created by Aaron Wilkinson's mom for Aaron's birthday. Aaron's birthday is on St. Patty's Day. And uh, and so it's always the Saturday before St. Patrick's Day. They're planning on it for uh, the parade to be on Saturday, March 12th. It's a people and pets parade. People bring their dogs. They brought chickens. They bring pigs. They bring whatever. Goldfish. They're all invited. All your pets are invited. And uh, uh, to be a part of the fun. Yeah, you're to join in at Wicks Park on Water Street. At uh, twelve thirty, parade starts at one p.m. here in downtown Saugatuck, and uh, you know for more details and to, to keep updated with that parade and what's going on. Of course, you can always call Sadaba. Their phone number is two six nine eight five seven one six two six. Of course, you can go to their webpage at SaugatuckDouglas.com as well. However. I was reading the city's packet, and um, we'll, we'll see if the parade will go on. And we won't know until Monday night. Uh, tomorrow night is the city council meeting. The fire department has not approved yet. And um, there has been talk about uh, making a more fortified parade route and something a little bit more structured. Um, so we are wondering, you know, what the holdback is and what's going on with that. Uh, there has been conversations with our fire department about making a safer parade route. You know what happened over there in Wisconsin, uh, and uh, they had a parade last year where uh, uh, a um, uh, uh, I want to say terrorist, but it was it was somebody that drove into the parade that was uh, a mean person uh, oh. that drove their car into the parade, and uh, and uh, and it wasn't wasn't pretty. And so since then, um, you know, the fire department has been talking about what can we do to make our parade route safer. So I think they're working on that right now. Um, So you'll have to stay tuned and find out. Of course, you can go to the city council meeting at City Hall. It'll be tomorrow night at 7 p.m. If you want to voice your opinion or see how they're going to weigh in on that, that is on the agenda to pass. So we'll find out about that. And then, um, uh, but it's always a fun time. Uh, it's usually followed up by a pub crawl, which is orchestrated by IHS, Mr. John O'Malley. Uh, he's, he's been organizing that the last couple of weeks, and that's coming up. And uh, so we're looking forward to that. Parade or no parade, um, uh, I know that we'll all be parading around town in our green and enjoying it as well. So, you know, um, if if something happens and for some reason they don't have the parade, that shouldn't stop you from coming to town because all of our restaurants, our pubs are going to have uh, uh, Irish fair. They're also going to have uh, drink specials and things like that. Um, and there'll be an informal pub crawl uh, on the 12th here uh, in Saugatuck. So we'll have to stay tuned for that. Of course, I'll keep you updated next week when you tune in to Saugatuck on Sunday. We'll find out what the city council said. <laughs> dum, dum, dum. Um, more stuff coming up. You know, the Glen Community Center. Have you ever been to Glen? I have. It's a tiny little Glenn. town. It if you adorable. blink your eyes, you're you're through it. You're yes. through it. Um, but it is a cute little downtown area. Um, and, uh, you know, they've got the party store there that does the pizza. And the girls have the deli there. They've got great deli sandwiches there. They're at the Glen Market. But at the community center, the uh, organization is uh, March 12th, um, uh, uh, the same day, that's that Saturday. Uh, they're having their winter's market. It's an indoor market, and it's open to the public. The market will feature home and kitchen items, handmade knits, quilts, fresh baked loaves, and breads and sweets. I should get in on that. You should. And bring my scones. scones. Bring yes. my scones. That'll be on March 12th. They're going to have another one on April 9th. 
And uh, that's from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Glen Community Center. You're interested in being a vendor? Maybe I'll bring my scones. I made a cheesecake this week, too. So, you know, you know, maybe I'll go and I'll, I'll sell, you know. I, you, uh, you would. These I are delicious. Would. I probably would. You just would. have to put out samples because they're amazing. Corey. Right. Uh, but you can contact a coordinator if you want to be a part of that. Um, uh, you can call 269-512-1725. Of course, you can email them at glencentermarkets at gmail.com. And uh, you can be a part of the community winter market. A breakfast and lunch menu will be served. Uh, from their commercial kitchen with dining by the fire. Doesn't that sound nice? It really does. They've got a great little community center there. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's a newer building that was built. And um, and uh, they, they've got a great little sense of community there. I know Molly Miller and the retired uh, uh, police officer, Lincoln Miller, they played the, uh, well, they helped Santa and Mrs. Claus, I should say. Don't want to give Got anything it. away, yes. and um, and uh, every winter, and uh, and so uh, during their uh, winter holidays and their Christmas holidays, so um, it's a great little community. So, yeah, yeah, that's going on. Oh my gosh, it's five minutes to. It's almost close to another break time already. Hey, I don't go anywhere, though, everybody. Grab another cup of coffee and want to let you know who we've got on board. We've got Christopher LaBelle, who walked in. He's back there waiting patiently. He's a chef and the general manager at the Kirby Hotel. And Jay Paul, is it still called Jay Paul's? Jay Paul's Tavern, and uh, we'll have him on. We're going to learn more about the Kirby and a great menu and uh, everything that they've got planned. They've got lots of uh, things planned for this year, and, uh, you know, it's a great venue there. It is a a great lot of history space. there, so yes. we'll learn about a little bit about that when he comes on. Then we've got Dennis Dreyer coming on from the Knights of Columbus. He's from the St. Knights of Columbus St. Peter Council, number 8687 as well. You know, there's so many events that I want to go on. Don't forget, Trivia is at Wicks Park every second and fourth Thursday. Um, and, and that's a thrift store trivia. Of course, you can go to their uh, Facebook page, uh, uh, Wicks Facebook page there, Wicks Park Bar and Grill, and find out more information. That. Today, if you're looking for something to do, it's Drag Queen Bingo with half-off drink specials, 4 to 6 p.m. there at the Dunes Resort. That's always a fun thing. All of the proceeds always go to the West Shore Aware and, uh, of course, uh, you play your bingo. You've got to be 21 or over, and uh, and uh, it's a fun thing. I, have you ever done the drag queen oh bingo? Oh, my gosh. My great friends, Guy and Richard, go every Sunday. Yeah. And we've been, I've been trying to go with them for I years. I try to go, too. <laughs> I he always so wins the most random things, espresso right. machines. That I, <laughs> I know, exactly. I'm like, we already have one here. Take this. Right, right. <laughs> but, and, no, it sounds like so much fun. And then, now, and you guys are uh, sponsoring a really fun event coming up. And, you know, we'll talk about that later on as the details get uh, 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 get gathered. Get gathered. <laughs> Um, uh, but on Saturday, March 19th, uh, we're going to have the, uh, the uh, it's going to be a, a family film day. It's the mountain film uh, event going on by the Saugatuck Center for the Arts. And uh, one of the sponsors is Phil's Bar and Grill. And, uh, and uh, they've got, uh, let's see, they've got the movie things. There's a huge lineup of things to do here. At 930, 
on that first day would be uh, you want to mark, put that in your calendar now, March nineteenth. Um, they're going to have a uh, uh, screenings for kids nine thirty in the morning. So get them away from the uh, Saturday morning cartoons and and give them a little bit of culture. Um, the first uh, designated for little ones from ages three to nine begins at ten a.m. and then they'll have programming for bigger kids between seven and twelve uh, at two p.m. And uh, and so that's kind of like a screening of different films and pictures and things like that. Some of them are educational, entertainment, and entertainment value as well. But the lineup starts Friday, March 25th for us adults. The Mountain Film On Tour, Sagatuck Film Festival. It, start, it kicks off Friday, March 25th at 5.30 p.m. with a happy hour, food trucks, and uh, fun conversation with friends. The medley playlist viewing in the theaters at 7 p.m. And then there's an after party with live music by Colorado-based indie rock band Wildermiss. Wildermiss. Is that Wildermiss? Yeah, it's Wildermiss. Yeah, I had a hard time with that. I wanted to say Wilderness. Yeah, Yeah. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So so that should be a lot of fun. I've got got a whole list of events here, but I really don't have time to talk about all of them. I do want to talk about... Uh, we talked about a pub crawl on the 12th, and that's kind of an informal thing by the IHS. But the following, the 19th, after you take your kids to the movies uh, in that afternoon, um, Operation Hope for Allegan Youth and the Douglas Park Project are teaming up to bring you a super fun pub crawl organized by that April from Encompass Wellness. You know April, don't you? Very well, She yes. makes you stretch, She's, doesn't she? No, she no, she hurts me. She hurts you? <laughs> in a great way. She's Doing on the 19th, there, here's a pub crawl with a cause for only $30. Uh, you can purchase your card at Wicks Park Bar and Grill on the 19th between 12 and 1. And uh, you can pre-purchase your cards by emailing Operation Hope for Allegan County at gmail.com. Um, you'll hit six of the participating bars, and you'll get a punch from each bar. Uh, the completed card will give you a chance to win the grand prize. The grand prize is a Yeti cooler. Don't you love those? Do you guys have one? We do. That was another gift from our amazing staff at Phil's is a Yeti cooler. They're and great. And I love it. It's amazing. They're great. But it, and they'll also be filled with business gift cards. Oh, fine. So you can go shopping around town. Yeah. Value of $600. That's on, on the 19th. You'll have to savor that. There's my lead-in music. CJ's telling us we got to go. But we're not going anywhere. <laughs> The show has just begun because we've got Chris LaBelle on from the Kirby. He'll be on the show next. Grab another cup of coffee. Stay tuned. You're listening to Gregory Muncy on Saga Tech on Sunday with my wonderful co-host, Brandy Pierce. We'll be right back after these messages. Oh, we're back. <laughs> I hope you grabbed another cup of coffee. You're listening to Saga Tech on Sunday. This is Gregory Muncy here with my wonderful co-host, Brandy Pierce, the lovely first lady of Phil's Bar and Grill. Hey, Brandy, thanks for coming on. You're still eating those scones, aren't it's you? It's so good. I, they, they did turn out really good. They did. They, you know, we talked about events, and, you know, I, did, I didn't get to say enough of what was going on. Um, we're going to find out with Dennis Dreyer. He's from the Knights of Columbus from St. Peter Council. I don't know if they're doing their pancake breakfast this morning or how often they do it. So we'll find out about that when he comes on. Speaking of food, we've got to get the disco ball down and make him work the runway. Here he comes. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Look at those moves. We've got our next guest here is Christopher LaBelle. 
and he's the chef and the general manager of the Kirby Hotel. Welcome right. to the show. Good morning, Gregory. Thanks for having us. Yeah, definitely. Um, Christopher LaBelle, uh, you're the chef and general manager, as I said, of the Kirby Hotel. But the restaurant part is called J. Paul's? J. Paul's Dining Room and Lounge. Dining Room and Lounge. It's really confusing for people. So most of our advertising literally just goes to the Kirby Hotel because everybody knows what that place is. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Now, you guys are located um, where at? What's your address? We're on 294 West Center Street. Uh-huh. Um, so basically like Center and Blue Star Highway. Right, right. Right, right on the corner. Right on the corner, right behind the Shell gas station there. Yep. Um, and it's not hard to miss. It's a big, beautiful building, Super historic cool building. building. Um, lots of history to it. I know Tons of history. at one time it was a, a community. Hospital. Um, <laughs> From, a lot of locals were born yes, in that in that in that in that building. It's funny, like every other story that comes in in that place, like people would be like, "Oh, I had my arm fixed here. Oh, <laughs> I was born here. Oh, I was born with my twins." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, all right." <laughs> you go to figure it out really fast. Yeah, awesome. right. Um, and um, uh, and then also, uh, it was also a, a bed and breakfast by a couple of good friends of mine. Uh, Jim and his partner um, had owned it for many, many years. And Jim, who works at the Butler Pantry, he's been on the show here uh, as well. And they owned it as a bed and breakfast for, I want to say, 10 years or so, maybe 12 years. And uh, and uh, I know when I had the store Del Sol, we used to do the tote bag special with them and get their uh, people that would stay in there uh, to stop by our store and uh, get a free tote bag. Yeah, I still have people, listeners uh, that listen to the show that visit me. That they still talk about those tote bags that we gave away. Um, uh, in fact, uh, 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 I actually had a couple of them that I had given to one of our listeners uh, because it's come back next week and I've got some tote bags for you as they came back. It was also um, uh, and then and then after they had sold it, it became uh, uh, the Kirby House, which was a restaurant uh, slash uh, hotel, and they refurbished the whole thing. Yeah, it's uh, beautiful. Yeah, they really put a lot of money into it, yeah, uh, refurbishing it. That beautiful light fixture when you first walk yeah, in. Yeah, Chihuly. Yeah. yeah. And what's <laughs> the name of that? A- Chihuly. Chihuly. So Chihuly was a glass blower out of California. It's funny. I worked in Aqua in uh, San Francisco, and they had like these 16-foot uh, Chihulys that were up there. Yeah. And as soon as I walked into that place, I was like, that's a sign. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Cool. yeah. Oh, that's really out. cool. Um, Christopher, Christopher LaBelle, you, uh, do we call you Christopher, Chris? Most everybody calls me Tove. It's really Tof? weird. Yeah, it was, a, it was a band thing from years ago. Like, there were three Chris's in a band. Uh-huh. We'd all just turn our heads, and then I was like, oh, okay, we need to split our names. Uh-huh. So the third guy was named Grobs. Like, where does that come from? <laughs> Out of all those names. Right, right. Um, so you, you've been a, um, uh, in the culinary field for 25 years. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I'm surprised I still have bones in my legs. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That's a long time. That's a long time. You uh, went to the Culinary Institute of America. I did. Uh-huh. There's, uh huh. There's a lot of money. Uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then also a graduate of Michigan State. I was. Uh huh. In physics, of all things. Uh huh. And you've been you've been quite around. I see. You've uh, worked uh, everywhere from New York to Seattle. Uh, yep, Sazerac. Uh, it's funny because, like, talking about Mardi Gras, like, Sazerac was awesome. That place was all, like, southern Creole food. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, like, chef, I mean, just an amazing guy. Uh, wood fired everything. So, like, they have these 
killer wood-fired oven systems that were set up with like this weird onion-looking oven with a hood above it, and they would close it down, keep the warm coals from the night before, and then they'd come in and bake the bread the next morning. It was amazing. Oh wow! Wow! Yeah, yeah. That I mean, sounds just, like a movie. The, yeah, the art, the artistry was like really weird. Struck. In that place. You know, remember he would bake the bread. You know, <laughs> I'm just I'm in awe because I'm in awe of anybody that can do what you do. I just I tell our guys every I I have the utmost respect. That is a very difficult job. It is mm-hmm. definitely a labor of love. Oh yeah, my, it is, point. and that's what I say. You have to be passionate about it to be good at it. Because why would you put yourself through that if you're not? <laughs> I mean, I look at them after every shift. It's it's exhausting and it's hot, and I don't know. I, I again, I have the utmost respect. I and and just like the tiniest kitchens or the weirdest <laughs> kitchens that you walk into, like you go from being like in a professional culinary kitchen where there's like 25, 30 people and everybody's like, "You're chef," and now and then you work in a kitchen by yourself and you're like, "Did you? How come the spoon's in the wrong place?" And then you look at yourself like, "Cause I didn't put it there." Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you've been around, but you've also worked at a lot of Michigan restaurants as well. Um, you were at the Cygnus? At Cygnus, the, yep. Uh-huh. Grand Rapids. Loved it. Uh, Amway Grand. That place, uh-huh. that was a long time ago. Yeah. And that place was so cool because you're so high up in the building of the Amway Grand. Mm-hmm. And just the food that they were doing was just beautiful. I mean, you know, it was sexy. Like Brent, or, uh, Grant Ackett's in Chicago, like that was one of his uh, early places. Uh, that he had worked at as like an intern. I didn't meet the guy. And uh-huh. he's like a brainiac when it comes to food. So, uh-huh. you know, I don't get that pretentious about it when it comes to like, you know, trying to create like all these like amazing, super weird profiles and, you know, gastronomy. I mean, you know, let's keep it simple. Let's fill people up and let's have a great time. Right, right. And it, But you've also worked in smaller towns like Pentwater, the historic Nickerson Inn, I see. That place was beautiful. So uh-huh. it was a southern-style plantation mansion with a wraparound porch. Uh, sadly, it burned down. No, I did not burn it down. It had nothing to do with me. It was an electrical fire. Um, but it was it was great because it was on this dune that overlooked like Lake Michigan. Um, it, it was weird because there were a couple of trees in the view, and I kept looking at the owner like, "What if we went out in the middle of the night and just chopped those trees down? Like, what do you what do you, what do you think the city would do to us when it when it burned down? Though they could never rebuild it because it's a protected dune." Oh, so I the only thing you could build is that on top of it. I think the owner, like, the city really wanted to push to put, like, you know, windmills up there. And mm-hmm. he was very adamant. He's like, I'm not doing that. Right. I'm not doing that. Right. You know, and it was like, I don't know. Like for solar, en- solar energy type of windmills? Yeah, like wind energy. And, yeah. You know, and so, you know, they uh, – it never happened. It never got rebuilt. But odd, oddly enough, like, the cottage, the, the end cottage that was at the bottom of the hill is still there. The sign's still there. The garden that I grew is still there. Like, mm-hmm. it's funny. I'll go up there every once in a while, and there'll still be, like, herbs growing in the little garden. Oh, uh, weeds everywhere, but there's this tiny little herb garden. I was like, oh, <laughs> I miss you. I right. stole my tear gown from there, like, years afterwards. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. I might have been trespassing. I love yeah. that. Do you have an herb garden at the Kirby? I yeah. do. Yeah, I we was have. A, say, we have. You've a, got that beautiful outdoor space. Yeah, right. we have a giant like uh, back deck. So along that, there's like all these planters. Um, I showed up in July, so this year is like the big year for the garden. And I'm a gardener. Like I love uh, just if you can grow it, especially like herbs and things like that. If you can have it right there, 
I don't want to buy that stuff. You, you can just pl- go out, pluck it right off, wash so it. That's so cool. And it's done. Enough about you. Um, we- Thank you. <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about something else. Um, no, um, so you have quite a menu. I was looking online. I uh, reached out to you to be on the show because you've been uh, Mardi Grawing all weekend, right? Oh, it's been awesome. And the people that, that came in, I had one guy come in. I was a local. I'll leave his name out of it because he'd probably punch me in the face. No, I'm just kidding. He wouldn't. I uh, was getting the jambalaya, and he's like, this is the best jambalaya I've ever had. And I was like, that's awesome. Oh, wow. Like, thank you. Like, yeah. I don't even know. I, I need to be a little bit more Creole, I guess. I get confused about jambalaya because I don't know what it is. I, I, I always feel like it's always going to be something different everywhere I go. It kind of is. I think there's a lot of renditions, but, you know, uh-huh. the traditionals are the red gravy, the brown rice. You know, you have to have the andouille in there. You mm-hmm. have to have the seafood in there. And you just build it up kind of like a paella and just kind of work with it. Uh, but the spice factor in there. I mean, it should have some bite to it. Definitely mm-hmm. some acidity with that tomato. Like, it just really good ingredients. But keep it simple. Nobody has to make it super complicated. Right. Right. It's just that fresh tomato sauce. Once you get that red gravy in there, it's over. Now, everybody knows about jambalaya. Uh, you know, uh, what other kind of things have you been offering this weekend? You guys are open today as well, right? We are. We're open tonight. We open uh, Thursday through Sundays, 5 to 10 p.m. Uh-huh. Uh, every weekend from here on out. As the weather clears, we're going to progress our hours looking at lunch service this year, which is definitely a need in the Douglas area. Um you know, there's some great places you can get lunch. Farmhouse, I love that place. Oh, I do too. Oh, I know. Just yeah, amazing. we all love farmhouse. This, oh my gosh, what yeah. a what a great place! What <laughs> a great place! What a- uh, but uh, but uh, but you you offer uh, so many different things. You guys are open. Do you have to make? Uh, reservations. Some restaurants, you know, is reservation only, only like Clearbrook or, you know. We, um, we don't do reservations only. Uh, we definitely take walk-ins, but it always helps to kind of map out the uh, dining room because with small staffs, especially this time of year, like it helps the service staff better than, you know, myself in the kitchen because, right. you know, they can kind of progress and then we can kind of see, you know, where we need the staff out because, you know, Thursdays, are they going to be booming? Eh, not necessarily. Friday, Saturday, you're always expecting to be booming. But this time of year, weather dependent. Right. You know, I think we all realize that and saw sure. the talk. Like, you know, are they, are they going to come in from everywhere or what's going on? And oddly enough, it will be the snowiest day and then we're all booming. Yeah. Like, yeah, like what's going know. on here? You never know. Completely yeah. unpredictable. I know, right? right? <laughs> As is the restaurant business. Yes, it is. is. Definitely, definitely. But um, talk about the other things that you have on the menu this weekend. So we have some uh, blue lump crab crab cakes. Blue lump. Blue lump crab crab cakes. Blue lump crab cakes. Yeah, so crab cakes, uh, traditional style, like roasted red pepper stuffing in it. Uh, I mean, this is a completely scratch kitchen, so everything we do is from scratch. Uh, Creole mustard, tomato coulis. So it kind of has that, like... A little bit of spicy feel, but not too bad. Fried oysters. Fried oysters. Mm, fried oysters. Yeah, and like flash fried. Like you, if you fry them too long, they're chewy. No, they have to be done like less than a minute. Uh-huh. Nice and crisp on the outside, ooey gooey on the inside. Yeah. Little uh, lemon vinaigrette, some garlic aioli. Simple. Easy. That, that would get me to eat oysters because I won't eat them on the half shell. What? The, ooh, ooh. No, they're done. Yeah, that's kind of weird. That's a consistency they're thing. so good. <laughs> I know. I know. They are, but. You gourmet uh, folks are really, you, you're good about that. But I'm the kind of, I don't know. I, I, anything raw, I have a problem. While, with. while you're on your pub crawl, get yourself an oyster shooter from somewhere. That will change your mind. <laughs> After a few drinks and an oyster shooter, it's over. 
This menu that you're talking about, you're serving all, let's see, today's Sunday. We're yeah. serving this weekend and next weekend. And so, next weekend Yep, well. so we're going to do gonna both weekends. Oh, yes, that, please do. Kevin oh. and Noah, and they've never had oysters. That's one thing that they haven't tried. They've tried everything else, I swear. must They love it all. Oysters, and they're going to try yours for the first time. Oh, oh. thank you. Yes. Because I, I love that kind of stuff. Like, uh-huh. you know, that whole, like, crispy on the outside, you know. And oysters have that nice little, like, light briny flavor to them anyway. So yeah. Oh, they're so good. And, you know, I love half shells, you know, all the other preparations. But fried oysters, there's something about it. Just, I've actually it, never had a fried oyster either. So this is going to be a first for me, too. I've always just had them on the half shell or really? a shooter. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we've, all, we've all done the shooters, Okay, what's a shooter? Okay, so that? so it's like rum and and an oyster and like some people throw a little hot sauce in there. And it's a, a whole tail. oyster yeah. in it's a, a shot glass. Yeah, it's a, a shot glass. glass. Oh, we should have brought them, and we could have all had some. Yeah, shooters you, we could have had morning oyster shooters on Sunday morning. Shooters on Sunday, <laughs> morning. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday morning, right? Oyster shooters and stones, everybody. Right, right? exactly. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, and and so this menu will be next week as well. Tell us some of the entrees that you have. Um, so well. the jambalaya. Uh, uh-huh. We do golf shrimp boil and doing it traditional. So we're bringing in golf shrimp. We're bringing in the brown shrimp so they have that nice, like, really good shrimp flavor. Because you have, if you're going to do, like, a shrimp boil, especially if you're going to represent, like, that whole Mardi Gras region, it's got to be golf shrimp because they just have such a different flavor. And they're huge. I mean, I looked at the size on those and I was like, oh, I, don't, I don't know, four isn't enough. We're going to give them seven. We're just going to do it, whether we make the money or not. Does it, doing it. Does, does, has the corn cob and all that? Is that is no, that no, because that's more like a southern boil, and we're keeping it very traditional. So brown rice, uh, red gravy, spicy red gravy on there, oh, okay. um, uh, some vegetables in there, kind of do it. Uh, like a, so like a bay shrimp boil, which is more east coast, that's where you get the corn cob, the, oh, okay. the uh, you know red potatoes, right. which I love, but you know, like a clam bake kind of feel. Right. Right, right. Oh, that sounds uh, good. Gumbo, oysters, crab cakes, uh, crawfish tails, beignets, and chicory coffee. So you guys, chicory coffee. Oh, no, chicory. I've heard of that it. before. What is chicory so, coffee? So when you go to like Cafe du Monde or anywhere down in New Orleans, you would get like beignets and a chicory coffee. So it's a root that's been roasted, um, you know, really dark. So it's kind of a bittering coffee. And it's funny because I got all excited about it. I'm like, I'm brewing a pot of coffee, and I'm like, beignets and donuts, or beignets and coffee, beignets yeah. and donuts. That's the same thing, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I was like, okay, let's uh, let's do it with the chicory coffee, like traditional, and, and then it's dinner service, and you know, nobody wants the coffee because they don't want to stay up all night. And I'm like, that totally makes sense. Right, right. <laughs> so right. here I am drinking a bunch of chicory coffee at 9 o'clock at night. <laughs> That's why I'm so jacked up. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, uh, uh, so in, this menu will be available uh, throughout next weekend as well. As well, yep. What, what else on the menu? Anything we left out? No. Beignets. Well, the beignets. Now, those have got to be something to make. Do oh, you, yeah. Do you make absolutely. those fresh in-house? Absolutely. So we're making the dough. Um, uh-huh. Kind of kind of took a little bit of variation off of it because a lot of the times you'll have buckwheat in there. Uh-huh. And buckwheat, if you're going to make an advanced dough, like buckwheat will kind of, you know, bitter out and kind of make a dirty look to your dough. Yeah. If you hold it for too long, you literally would have to I remember it my friend, I would spend the night when I was a kid at my friend's house, his mother would make buckwheat pancakes. I thought oh, they were gross. <laughs> I was like, oh. Your face. 
Oh, they were. Yeah, they weren't good. Not a good memory. And so I'm what? like, oh no, I'm spending the night at Johnny's house, and his mom's gonna make those pancakes. And, yeah, but doing them like completely. Just add more sugar. Oh no, just, just give me more sugar. Yeah, right. <laughs> and that's the thing about beignets is like you have to you have to just powder coat them with powdered sugar and you guys should sell oh, scones so um I, well and, you know and, if you're and, gonna uh, bake them because right? i you know i have so much time on my hand these days <laughs> yeah, right, right. what, what these are scones some, are great by the way they thank are. you uh what are some of the outlooks on the future of the kirby hotel what, what what are you thinking about uh you know as you go towards your this will be your first full year there as chef and general manager it will and you've got and you've got you know you've got a big plate in front of you because you know you've had a couple chefs already and so you're trying to get your feet into the ground and, and kind of make it into a great hotel and restaurant like it should be. Exactly. And that's a part of the aspect is the hotel itself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of people will ask us, like, you know, is a hotel open? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, and we did – we had a good year last year. We kept it kind of quiet because me coming in – I came in on – July Fourth weekend. That right. wasn't that was insanity. I mean, oh I, sure. I wrote a menu like on Thursday, produced it on Friday, worked all weekend, and like just in a hot little kitchen by myself with everything not completely set up. Like I'm just looking all over. Like, where's a spoon? Where's a spatula? Where's this? Oh sure. What do I do? I gotta right. oh, clean God. up after this person that was here before me. Right. Like and, um, and start fresh. Right. Yeah, and then start all over. And and so it was it was really fun in that aspect. So, like, changing that forward kept it kind of quiet. We all realized in the restaurant industry. I didn't see you guys advertise a whole lot. Exactly. Um, you know, well, we uh, were low staff. Yeah. We walked into kind of a, you know, transition in staff. Uh-huh. And we were just kind of like, okay, let's take in what we take in. We'll kind of market it out. Let me get a feel for the area. I'm trying to find farmers. Trying to find, you know, who has the right ingredients. I didn't really get a chance to look around and see what people were doing. I just kind of came in with the with the theory of, you know, go with what you know and just put your head down and go to work kind of kind of scenario. And it mm -hmm. worked out really well. People that leave uh, are genuinely happy, mm -hmm. you know, and excited for the Kirby to be open. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's been a staple of the community for a very long time. And people get really excited about you know, coming in through the doors and just, you know, the wine list from the way we broke it down and set it up to, you know, how, you know, and, and Otter, you know, cause I'm kind of a weird punky steampunky kind of person. So I want some really like culty kind of stuff going uh -huh. on, you know, I don't need the super chic play. I just want people to come in, have a great meal and be happy. Now I read, are we trying to make some appearance to it? Absolutely, 100%. Uh -huh. But with a. Well, I've seen some of your dishes on your Facebook page. They look great. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Uh -huh. yeah. um, you know, put a lot of care into it because I, it's not just like my reputation. You know, it's the reputation of that entire place. Uh -huh. And I think that's very important, especially for the area. Um, you know, because Douglas is a little out of Sagatuck. But there's such a great culinary community that's already around here. Mm -hmm. You know, you look around at all the restaurants that are around, and they're all banging on all cylinders all the time. Uh -huh. and, and, you know, a lot of creativity that goes around here. Right. There's a lot of talent in this town. Right. Um, all you chefs out there, everybody work together. Yeah. Yes. Well, but, you know, from Love EPC that. to Clearbrook and everything in between, you're right. We've got a lot of great dining choices here. Absolutely. And so what, what do you think, with all these choices as well, what do you think really separates the Kirby? What makes you different than the rest? We kind of go somewhere between, like, contemporary, traditional, classic to, like, that 90s nouveau feel on to where we are today. Uh -huh. um, 
you know, I really love now. I mean, I'm not, we're not going to sell veal Marcella tomorrow because everybody's going to be like, Oh, you're serving veal. No, um, <laughs> right. maybe for the right person, we can find a sustainable veal guy. Hey, farmer veal guy, yeah. bring it on down. Right. Um, so we just really try to make it approachable. Um, mm-hmm. You know, kind of, kind of keep the fun in it. I am a big fan of you know decent sized portions. You know, I'm not trying to sell a scallop for you know a single scallop for twenty bucks on a right. You, you ever, yeah, you see a little scallop yeah. with and, a piece of arugula on it, and then this mustard star around it. And that's what I love about all the restaurants. And that'll be fifty dollars. And like yeah. and like <laughs> Phil and like Phil's. Every time I go in there, like I am bursting full, and I'm like right. I'm like all right, this is my place. I right. love this. Right. We love food. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's hard not to. Uh, um, you know, some charcuterie works, uh, you know, trying to find really good cheeses, uh-huh. uh, you know, really sourcing some things. And that was part of me getting my bearings uh, in the area is really trying to find, you know, the local producers. Right now it's all hot houses and, you know, there's some aqua farms out there, but it's mm-hmm. really a little bit hard. You know, winter gets a little tough when it comes to it. When we get into the summer season, will you guys be uh, looking at having entertainment again? Oh, or? absolutely. Okay, uh, probably I... not Probably not every weekend because uh-huh. we have uh, – we're kind of a wedding venue at the same time. Right. So we do rehearsal dinners. A great spot for oh, a wedding. Beautiful. Oh, beautiful. So we yeah. seat about 100 on that back deck. Mm-hmm. We're looking at bringing back the bar, bringing back Thirsty Thursdays. Everybody oh, in the world is yes. like, I where's thirsty. the Thirsty Thursdays? Yeah. Like, that was the first thing I heard. Where's Thirsty, where's thirsty Thursdays? Yeah, right. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's a thing. Um, again, trying to bring in that lunch service because, you know, it, really just looking at the area. It's not a money grab or anything like that. It's like, what services can we provide for the community? Uh-huh. Uh, you know, especially being out of there. A parking lot is a beautiful thing to have. Right. Um, yeah, that's for sure. Oh, you guys have a great parking lot, and uh, that really helps. And, yeah. and it does. You know, there's that deck with all the trees, all of the uh, all the things that are going on in the back. We're putting a lot into landscaping. You have a spring. pool, too, don't you? No, the pool <laughs> the pool's taken over by the deck now. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know there was years ago. There's a pond there. if anybody would like to swim and catch some frogs. <laughs> <laughs> Wild turkeys uh, how here. Many, how many oh, rooms does the hotel have? So we have eight total. Last year uh-huh. we let out five. Uh, we had some staffing that was staying on the third floor. Uh-huh. We're redoing the master suite. We're remodeling the whole thing. Oh. Uh, putting on stone counters, putting in a kitchenette for the master suite. Oh, nice. Um, redoing. So it's plaster. And, uh, you know, I pulled it off the books last year because the plaster was bubbling. It's an old house. I right. Mean, it was built in the 1890s. Oh, so, sure. I mean, you know, it's it's inevitable sure. that things are going to happen over time. And they spent a lot of time and a lot of money remodeling that. Yeah. Um, you know, but saggy things happen. Before the remodel, they shot a movie out of there called Saugatuck Cures. Yeah. And it was a low-budget movie, much like the low-budget movie that just came into town mm-hmm. recently and filmed around here. Uh, unfortunately, Saugatuck Cures didn't really lift off a whole lot. We didn't see it, you know, anywhere. But they did show it to us locals, and a lot of us got in it as extras. I know I was at the local grocery store with a shopping cart walking in the background. <laughs> so that was that was Jay, that was Jay Paul that did that movie, wasn't it? Uh, Jay Paul? Yeah. Was he part? Was he part of that movie? I, I know that. I didn't know that. We he so because I know a lot of the filming was there in that building, and that was before you guys. That was right before you, uh, uh, Jay Paul, had redone all of that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. I think that's kind of what 
made him fall in love with that place. Like, oh, okay. So they're a uh, gay married couple out of Chicago. He's a uh-huh. high-end attorney, also a screenwriter, and he has had some, you know, natural publicity. I, mm-hmm. It's funny, like, talking with him and talking business, like, I have to figure out where he is. Are you in L.A.? Are you in Chicago? Like, oh, right. where are you at right sure. now? Um, you know, but just as far as ownership goes, just the most down-to-earth guy. Uh, really cares, really loves the place. I think... In doing the movie, he really fell in love with that place. Yeah. And that's why he he did it. His father yeah. was a restaurateur and he's like, I'm making a restaurant. It's a great it's a it's a great location. It's a I love it, I love learning all this. I know. So, and, and I mean I drive by of, the Kirby every day to go home and I I I and I used to I mean I love Jim. I know. They were like I know. two Jim of the first people awesome. I started waiting on at the mermaid when I first moved here at twenty one years old. I oh mean, yeah. They were like two of my first regulars that I, I love Jim. with. Yeah, so. he, I he's he's a trip. I know. Um, I just this is so cool to learn this. That's uh, awesome. And the wow. woodwork in that place. The woodwork. Yeah. I it's mean just, it's I'm so excited. Gorgeous. I'm so, I'm now so you guys excited. have a website, right? We do www.thekirbyhotel.com That's pretty easy to remember. Kirby the the Kirby Hotel. The Kirby Hotel. Can I can I get reservations there on the website? Uh, absolutely. So we roll through open table on that. All of our links are on our website. Uh, everything stays pretty simple on there. As far as hotel reservations, same way. Uh-huh. Um, you know the bookings on there. So right now. Like from January till May 1st, we're running like 35% off rooms. A couple deals where you stay two nights, dine on us uh, at one point. Oh, okay. Um, you know, we can't. We can't give you free wine because state of Michigan will not let us do that. Darn. I know, right? I know. Back to the oyster shooter. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> um, uh, and, uh, and then, of course, what's your phone number? Do you know it? Oh, oh, I put him I on do. the spot, I everybody. Do. I know. Where's the bell? <laughs> right. Um, uh, of course, uh, but, uh, you know, because we're running out of time. What do you think we? I left out? Anything I left out that you want to include, Chris? Um, really, like, looking at the summer, we have a lot of events planned, uh, you know, Trying to hit the major holidays, we're going to do an Easter brunch. Uh, we're definitely uh, going to have some fun around the 17th of March for uh, you know, St. Patty's Day. Uh, okay. Definitely. You know, so I try to hit you know, those traditions because, it's not, again, it's not just drawing people in. It's really trying to create that, you know, what, what anybody would want in that area as far as food uh-huh. and amenities. Uh, but I'm looking forward to that deck. I mean, once we can get that bar rolling up on oh, that Oh, yeah. Deck. It's a beautiful deck oh, back gosh, there. It really man. is a great experience. That hey, fountain pond back there. He's playing the music. We're leading out. Chris Liddell. Pleasure. Thank pleasure you. as well from the uh, the Kirby there. He's the chef and the general manager there. Go check out the Kirby, you guys. It's there at 294 West Center Street. Uh, their phone number is 269-857- <laughs> Five four seven two. Call for your reservations. They've got this great menu. You go to their Facebook page, and you can see their menu that they uh, offer here for the Mardi Gras this weekend and next weekend. Find out more about the Kirby. I'll be there. I'll be there this week as well. Hey, nice to meet you, Chris. Thanks awesome. for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Girl. We'll have you again. And we'll be right back. You're listening to Saga Tech on Sunday on the Lake Shores, 92.7 The Van, with my wonderful, beautiful, gorgeous co-host, Brandy Pierce. Grab another cup of coffee. We'll be right back. Hey, we're going to find out what the Knights of Columbus do. Who are they? What are they doing? Who are the Knights of Columbus? Not, I don't think a lot of people know. But we'll find out. we got Dennis Dreyer on here from the local uh, council, 8687 from St. Peter. 
and he'll be on. So grab another cup of coffee. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to the Lake Shores Saga Tuck on Sunday here on 927 The Van. Brandy, thank you for being my co-host. Thank you for asking me, Gregory. I'm enjoying my time with you this morning. I haven't uh, haven't spent a lot of time with you lately. Um, oh. I've been busy myself. Um, of course, I usually I do frequent fills. I'm there at least once a week I'm, and at least once a month getting my chicken. <laughs> um, uh, but, uh, you know, it's been great that you've been staffed. I know you spent a lot of time there the last two years during COVID, but... Now that you're all staffed up, you can now finally focus some uh, energy at home with the kids. And Absolutely. Finally enjoy some time in your new house. You guys just got that a year or two ago, right? Oh, we're so going on three now. Is time three, flies. Has it been three yes. years? Yes. But it's really probably the most time you've been able to settle with it. You know, Absolutely. Because you've been so busy with the restaurant the last couple of years that now that you can sit, sit there and kind of make it your own home. Absolutely. Make it your own home. Lots of good food. We have the scones. And, you know, uh, it is breakfast time. And, you know, I love breakfast is pancakes. <laughs> and uh, pancakes are good, too. And uh, speaking of pancakes, let's get that disco ball down and make him work the runway. This, Dennis Dreyer. Is is here? Uh, welcome, welcome to the show here, Dennis. Thank Dennis you. Dreyer, nice at Columbus St. Peter Council. I got an email from Brent Allen a couple weeks ago, and he said, "Hey, I was talking to the guys over at Night Columbus, and they have this great pancake breakfast. And hey, they want you to shout out about pancake breakfast. And I have been. Yes, we've been you. talking about your pancake <laughs> breakfast. Um, uh, Dennis Dreyer is from the Knights of Columbus. You know, a lot of people don't know what Knights of Columbus do. You know." Is it one of those secret societies? Is it, you know, do they all, you know, are, are they wearing like big gowns and, you know, there's a big fire or, you know, yeah, that's how, you, I mean, that, when I was younger, that's how I thought of my, my dad was a Mason. And, my and, grandpa was too, and, and so, yes. and when my dad passed away, you know, all the Masons came and to the funeral and it was quite a thing because they had their you know like you guys probably do you have your hats and your different you know garb on they wear a- these aprons and i remember telling my mom that the great poobah was here she's like Shh. <laughs> she's like keep it down. oh i love now one of my favorite memories of my grandpa same thing um, a little uh, hot pat and <laughs> yeah, yeah uh dennis dreyer you guys were talking about pancake breakfast that you had there that's one of the things you do that you do a lot of things there but Let's let's get to know a little bit more about you first. Um, you're uh, on the Knights of Columbus, St. Peter Council, number eighty six, eighty seven. What's your official role there? I'm the deputy grand knight. That's you're like the- that's like being vice president. Oh, that's like, <laughs> so. You're the vice pooba. Uh, yes. <laughs> One way to call me. <laughs> you remember the Cunninghams' uh, uh, happy days? Yeah. Um, and 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 uh, he had his, uh, uh, his his hat on that he would wear. Um, you were born and raised in Indianapolis, Indiana, huh? Yes, yes. We love Indianapolis. Well, good. I, I got to tell you, Kimberly CJ and I took a, a little vacation there last fall. Uh, was it September, I believe? And uh, spent a weekend there on Mass Avenue and had a terrific time. I was so surprised. I've never vacationed in Indianapolis. I never thought of it, of a place to vacation and we had one of the best times. I can't wait to go back. And it's turned into a really exciting city. Uh-huh. Uh, when we grew up there, my wife and I, uh, we left in 1967. 
Okay. Uh, and that was just when Indianapolis was starting to take off and go up, mm-hmm. and we moved to the Detroit area, mm-hmm. which you know what was going on in 67. With I most certainly do. That's about the time that my parents moved out of the Detroit area. <laughs> And uh, and uh, and uh, uh, Dad got a house out in the suburbs in Romulus, and uh, they lived in Ecorse, which was close to Detroit. And uh, yes, uh, the riots. So you, so yeah. you went from there to there. Yes, yeah. <laughs> timing is everything. <laughs> now, did you live in the city? No, it was a suburb. Uh, no, we uh, uh, first lived down in Taylor. Uh huh. Uh, Taylor Tucky. Ta- yeah. if, if, if you're from, uh, I wasn't going to say that, <laughs> but I will. Gregory uh, didn't say anything. Okay. <laughs> No, we uh, uh, we were married young. Uh, we've been married fifty two years now, so uh, mm-hmm. you can do the math. Yeah, yeah it uh, says you got married in sixty nine. I I wasn't even born. Uh, there's a lot of people like that. I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> How does that make you feel? Now? <laughs> Uh, uh, anyhow, your high the, school sweetheart. What a what a great thing. Uh, you married your high school sweetheart. Oh, oh. She'll describe it a little bit differently <laughs> than that. <laughs> uh, anyhow, we had a good time being a, a Hoosier, uh, uh, going to Purdue. Uh-huh. Uh, when I graduated, the thing to do was go to General Motors, go to the auto industry. So I ended up in Michigan, and uh, from there got transferred all over North America. Oh, okay. So, so you lived uh, uh, throughout North America. You have uh, a boy and two girls? Yes. And boy, they got busy because you've got seven grandchildren. Aww, wow. Yeah, in fact, they're uh, they're in college now, and uh, that's, been a, that's been a real joy. Grandchildren mm-hmm. in college. I was just talking about that. I've got friends that have grandchildren <laughs> in college. God, I feel old. Uh, um, <laughs> um, now, you transferred throughout North America, so you lived in a lot of different cities here? Yes, no, back and forth with uh, Detroit and Flint and that area. But uh, And that was working with the General Motors? Yes. Uh-huh. Um, we were in Canada for uh, about four years. Mm-hmm. I, I was responsible for all of the uh, service parts operations across Canada. Mm-hmm. Wonderful country, beautiful country, lots yes. of nice people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we lived in Texas, Ohio, Nevada. Wow. We were all over the place. So that you had to pull the kids out of school and get them in at another school. Luckily, I had a one have a wonderful wife who, you know, I got the job, and so I was always in, you know, here, go take care of this problem. Right. And uh, she was standing by, ready to get the kids into school, make sure they had the right friends. Uh, without that, I could have never done uh, Thanks to my wife and God, you know, my life has been very nice. Very I, find, I find kids that have moved around like military kids and stuff that have to – they learn at an early age to play well in the sandbox with different people. <laughs> no, really, I, I find that um, when kids are grown up and, – and, of course, it's nice to have your home base and, and, and go through school at one school. But I, a lot of my friends that I've, you know, have – have that have moved around the country growing up they they seem very well rounded so i bet your kids got a, a lot of uh quite an education going to different schools they did up. and mm-hmm. uh our our son graduated from the university of michigan and of course oh. he has friends all over the country that mm-hmm. uh, are uh, similar and mm-hmm. uh we have a daughter that's out in san francisco she's into uh design uh, interior design oh. you know all the remodeling kind of thing. Uh-huh. Uh, she has friends all over the world. And then we've got a daughter. The youngest is a pianist, um, performs, teaches. Uh, she went to uh, Interlochen, oh, wow. uh, oh, North cool. Pier, and uh, got her uh, undergrad at uh, McGill University in, uh-huh. uh, in Canada. Yep. Uh, and she has just, I mean, 
artsy people are in a whole different world all of their own. They are. And so she she has all sorts of friends. They live in Bend, Oregon now, which is a great place oh, it's to be. Oh, a wonderful place. Um, but uh, she's been very successful, and her husband's a... Uh, an architectural engineer type does all the remodelings and you know putting in the steps and those kind of things. So uh, we're very fortunate. Good, good kids. You uh, must be so proud. Yes. I love that. Yeah. In fact, if you go to my wife's web book page, you won't know that I exist, but you'll know about <laughs> all of our kids. Well, that's the way it works. I mean, yeah. everyone's that's how, always like that's on how my Kimberly's Facebook. Page. Facebook <laughs> that's Kimberly's Facebook page. Just I like that. I, who? I, CJ who? I yeah. <laughs> I, I, I struggle to get in and out of Facebook, so I don't really know what's going on. Oh. Um, so you moved here in the area in 2004. Right. Enough about you. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, what about the KFC? <laughs> uh, so you work, uh, or no, uh, you are with the KFC, and we're not talking chicken. No. No, that's <laughs> Knights of Columbus. Often confused. Yeah. Yes. No, it's the Knights of Knights Columbus. Knights of Columbus. Tell us a little bit about the Knights of Columbus. What kind of an organization well, are Well, first they? of all, I need to clear that we, yeah. it's, the hats and things are long since gone. Oh, okay. Uh, you that, don't have the special hats. No, in fact, we've got people that are still upset that that disappeared, but mm. it did. Uh, no, in fact, we've got a, a number of silk robes and things that we're dying to find a uh, high school or something that wants them for their theater department or oh, something. Right. Oh, we I'll don't, take one. We don't use, you know, we, I'll wear one through town. Uh, I'll walk through town. He, yes, he would. <laughs> <laughs> we were thinking more somebody wanted to do Shakespeare, but uh, <laughs> however, whatever. There's uh, your man. No, we just, uh, that, that kind of stuff has long since passed. Right. Um, also, so you, it's kind of, it's modernized now. Oh, You've yeah. gotten rid of a lot of the old In fact, things. well, That's we did and we didn't. It's an, the, the foundation of the Knights of Columbus goes back to 1892, I believe. Wow. Um, a parish priest in Connecticut uh, was dealing with a lot of immigrants uh, that were not welcomed. Uh, they had problems, uh, crime, all sorts of stuff like that. They had no, the, we didn't have the social safety nets that we've got today. Right. Uh, so the kids were getting in trouble. The, the husbands were losing their life because of the coal mines and steel mills. Those were dangerous, much more dangerous jobs than they are now. Right. Uh, so there were a lot of rough things going on. And you had this uh, kind of most of the people were poor. But a few of the people were well off, and oh, okay. just because you're well off doesn't mean you're you're greedy and mean and you don't do anything. Right. So the priest was able to sort of get those two groups going together, uh, and got a lot of the people that had money to start investing it in the community. Uh, in fact, most people don't even know the Knights of Columbus is one of the largest insurance companies, and one of the most efficient uh, insurance companies in our country. Uh, and it's primarily uh, life insurance. It and it's, gets back to the security for people that are poor. Again, you didn't have Social Security and stuff like that in 1892. So you had to figure out how do you take care of these poor people. Yeah. Uh, and so Father McGivney was our founder, and he was the one that started to say, you know, hey, Gregory, you got money. Come on, let's uh, get this uh, – Kirby House thing fixed so that people can sleep in it, and all those kind of things were uh, were the foundation of the Knights of Columbus. Yeah, well, so, I would have said, no, I don't. Keep walking. <laughs> uh, keep walking. Well, anyhow. Stay out of my purse. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm our, kidding. Our foundation, though, is very much service and, and charity. Uh -huh. uh, the principles of the Knights of Columbus are charity, unity, fraternity, and patriotism. 
which is another thing. The Knights of Columbus have always been going back into the early 1900s, uh, very patriotic people. And this country was founded on a lot of sure. uh, patriotic people that right. got in and, and helped, uh, whether it was during a war. Uh, Mexico, the uh, Knights of Columbus were very strong in helping uh, Mexicans when they were being taken over by, you know, different countries wanted to rule Mexico. Right, right, right. Uh, and so, uh, in fact, one of our uh, sayings is Viva Jesus, uh, you know, praise God. Uh, mm. That's what they said as they were going in to help the uh, the Mexicans uh, in their battles. Right. Hmm. So, uh, anyhow, so, uh, basically service, charity, those are the things. So when you see a pancake breakfast... It's not like we're trying to get everybody to eat buckwheat pancakes. I was going to say, are they buckwheat? No. Yeah, you uh, don't make those buckwheat pancakes. No. Okay, good. Uh, we're not sure. Otherwise, sometimes. I wasn't going to go. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, and that's what we really we're number one. We're trying to get the community together. Sure. Um, so that's where the the pancake breakfast thing comes in. It's first of all kind of a getting the community together. Uh-huh. We have a lot of people that show up. That uh, well. Some of them went to mass just a few minutes, hours, whatever right. before. Uh, some of them don't belong to the Catholic Church. They don't belong to any church, and they just come by and they want to meet somebody. Or they, uh-huh. we got groups that uh, come from like Zealand, and so it'll be eight people sitting oh, yeah. at a table having pancake breakfast. Oh yeah, it's six dollars, which we we're yeah. gonna. We we need to look at the pricing. Yeah, you should. <laughs> I mean, six dollars, you have the best deal yeah, in town. I can't right. even get a Big Mac no. for six dollars, no, and it's all you can eat too. So you can you know show up early. Is it all you can eat? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you get all, do you get those? We do people? make some money off of this, but right. not all. Uh, <laughs> no, but even if you just look at the pancake breakfast, uh, we have people in the community that donate uh, eggs and things like that. So oh, okay. a lot of times we're, you know, we're making money off of somebody else's generosity. Uh-huh. Absolutely. How many, how many members are in your council? We've got a hundred, but uh, wow. that's a misleading number because uh, it, it, at one point, if you're with the Knights long enough, you, you're like a permanent Knight. Okay. So we have members that are in nursing homes. Oh, right. Uh, we have members that have moved on to other locations, uh, so when you take that hundred uh, number, and you get down to well, who's showing up? Who's flipping the pancakes? Who's out on the corners collecting money for the Tootsie Roll drive? Right. Uh, you're going to come up with a number closer to twenty, thirty, that kind of number. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and we're like a lot of organizations. You got, you know, you've got a lot of older people. I mean, this face it, this is an older community. Oh yeah. That that has wealth, and they have they want to contribute. They want right. to you know help. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but uh, the challenge for us is really getting the younger people involved. Oh, sure. And I know you guys engage with a lot of different people. You don't have to be Catholic um, to, to help out or to, you know, to, to, to take part, I know, in some of your things. I know uh, I had a friend who was uh, with the Knights of Columbus on the east side of the state when I lived over there. And uh, Tony Ferlini, uh, who his son owned a coffee house there in Mount Clemens. And uh, and I would go out in the road and sell Tootsie Rolls with them during the Tootsie. And we'd be out there in the street dancing <laughs> and selling the Tootsie Rolls. And I'm not even Catholic. Um, uh, and, uh, and he had a wonderful parish there. And I would go to different, like the fish fries there and stuff like that. And um, and lots of the guys from the Knights of Columbus would be there as well, uh, doing the fish fry. And um, the Tootsie Roll Drive is 
one of our best uh, fundraisers. Uh-huh. We, this last year, collected $5,000. Yeah. Uh, that $5,000, 20% of it goes back to the National KSE organization sure. to support things like uh, uh, Special Olympics. We're mm-hmm. one of Special Olympics' biggest contributors. Oh, okay. Uh, in fact, I didn't know that. We, uh, at our council, ended up donating two thousand dollars actually we did we donated a thousand and i think we had a matching grant or something somebody okay put in another thousand oh, but nice. two thousand dollars went to special olympics here in this area this little area uh, yeah. but out of that five thousand uh another like thirteen hundred dollars went to uh camp sunshine which uh-huh. i bet you most people around here don't even know what camp sunshine no, is say, i'd like to hear what camp sunshine yeah, is yeah 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 <laughs> tell us about camp camp sunshine is a group over in holland uh they work with disabled, basically children, uh-huh. uh, younger people, uh, they take them to parks and they take them to, oh. uh, if there's a circus or something in town, they mm. take them someplace. I mean, those poor kids, of course, they probably don't, some of them don't even know what's going on. But yeah. to get them out and see other people and get other people to see them sure. uh, and realize, no, this, it's another one of God's children. They just were born a little bit differently than you and I. They're, they're struggling with things. Their parents struggle. So they take them out and they, uh, you know, just help them to have fun. Oh, I think that's great. That's yeah. Amazing. So we Camp we Sunshine. support them. Um, Special Olympics, I mentioned, and then there's the Ark of Allegan County, which right. is specifically focused on uh, disabled uh, people, particularly younger. So five thousand dollars, and that you talk about, you're not even Catholic. Well, half the people that were uh, out there collecting money for the. Uh, Tootsie Roll Drive, we're not Catholic either. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a men's fraternal charitable service organization, uh-huh. but we got all sorts of women that help. In fact, I don't know why it is, but when you stand out on that corner and uh, ask people if they'll contribute, women get more money than the men. Do uh, they? Yeah, they always do. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, anyhow, we uh, that's one of our... Uh, fundraisers that really works out it uh-huh. gets right back to the community the community is involved uh i typically stand in demands like view center whatever we're mm-hmm. called these days right. <laughs> uh, and it, it's amazing you'll see these people that you don't think have enough money to pay for the coat they got on and they'll give you a 50 dollar bill yeah uh, it's like wow yeah that's awesome it makes you feel good yeah it does, so. oh, it does. um pancake breakfast are they every sunday or how often no, it's do you the do second that? sunday second sunday of each month second sunday of each month yes. so uh, you'll be having one in about two weeks then, yes right yep and we will also be doing a fish fry on almost every friday of uh, lent mm-hmm. so that's another fundraiser for us um and it's also a good chance for people to get together. Mm-hmm. So you do the fish fries. Is, uh, it starts at Lent, right? Yes. And when is when does Lent start? I, Next Wednesday is Ash wow. Wednesday. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Which we coincidentally had... more people show up for the Ash Wednesday service, and again, a bunch of them aren't even Catholic. Right. Why people are attracted to ashes on Ash Wednesday, I'm not quite sure, but it is the most popular thing. In any I, church. You know, I'm not Catholic either, but I've done the stations before with my friends, and I enjoy doing that. You know, um, uh, you know, uh, it's funny. I'm not Catholic either, but I have gone to many Catholic services with my Catholic friends, and I enjoy a good Catholic service. That's just me. When you look at what, the, you know, we talked about, uh, so no, we're not with the hats and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Uh, there was a time. Uh, we also, uh, 
have a lot of misconceptions. I, I walked into, uh, I won't even say where, but it was one of the places I wanted to get coffee and something to eat in the morning. And uh, the young man was standing behind the counter and uh, he says, what is that? Pointing to the emblem on my shirt. Yeah. And uh, I said, oh, I'm a member of the Knights of Columbus. And he looked at me with this deer in the headlight look. And uh, he said, is that, do you wear armor and stuff like that? <laughs> I, I think he thought we were jousting or something. I, I was like, no. Incredible. I, I really don't have time to explain yeah. the whole history to you. But and no, we're a charitable you. service organization. Right. But there are a lot of people that, uh, I don't know, they have a misconception about uh, what the Knights of Columbus is about. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure a lot of it we deserve from another era. Um, but well, you know, there all these conspiracies, you know, we live in a world full of conspiracies. I remember hearing about the Masons. They've got tons of conspiracies. And then thinking my dad was sacrificing goats or something when he was at his meeting. And then when I when I found when I met these people in the Masons and they talked about all the great work they did, I'm like, wow. What? So fake news has been out a lot longer than you think it has. And we, we work hard. I, in fact, I brought along the... Uh, when we look at the activities, the programs we have, they fall into four categories, uh -huh. faith, family, community, and life. Mm -hmm. Right. And we try to keep a balance of those things when it comes to faith. Um, it's great to have faith first. We, we have a I whole, think so. We have a holy hour at uh, St. Peter every Friday from 9 until noon. You just come into the church. You kneel sit pray whatever you want before the blessed sacrament uh -huh. and you're just quiet you know you're listening to god you're praying for whatever but mm -hmm. uh, we are very much a part of that and that takes place every week every friday from nine to noon in the church you don't have to do anything you can just sit there and, mm -hmm. and, and everybody's think. welcome everybody's welcome uh mm -hmm. and we get Fair participation. Um, mm -hmm. That's the way. I've got is. a lot of friends that go to your church. Um, I know Christine Murphy. She's a she's a regular there at the church as well as well as Mike Johnson mm -hmm. uh, uh, from the uh, the other radio show <laughs> in Sagadag, <laughs> the grind. But and, under the faith category, we also uh, try to support seminarians and other people that are you know trying to have a more uh, a deeper uh, religious relationship than uh, mm -hmm. than most of us do. If uh, if I you know I'm listening and and maybe I want to join you know maybe it's something because I know you guys you know always looking for younger people and and more energy and new ideas and things like that how how would I go about joining if I if I had extra time maybe I'm a young retired person like CJ and uh, I've got lots of I, I've got lots of time on my hands um, where would how would I go about joining there are several ways one of the easiest is if you know anybody that's in the Knights of Columbus and now you at least know yeah. Yeah. Uh, all you gotta do is say, "Hey, I'd be interested," and they will get you some information. We have a, a brochure that's called the Twenty Four Hour Night. Uh, play on words there, but yeah. they're like I've had some Twenty Four Hour Nights. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably not on our brochure, <laughs> but probably not. There, there are a lot of things that a lot of uh, of men are doing already. Uh, that are in that list. So the first answer is usually you're already a knight. You just haven't signed up. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. So there are some very basic things. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's talking to a current knight, they're they're all more than willing to help you. Mm -hmm. You can go to the website, which is kofc.org, and that's k-o-f-c.org. Dot org. Okay. And uh, great website. Uh, sometimes I have trouble negotiating around. But yeah. you can join through that. 
uh, you'll eventually have somebody call you and say, well, would you like to be a member of our council or whatever the, the difference is. Um, but that, that is a, another very easy way to do it. Uh-huh. Um, sure, that, those are the two most basic, the website and just talk to anybody that's a knight. Yeah, I'm looking at the website here. You've got there's quite some young people. There are young people here I see that are involved here. When I'm looking at the website, yes, and uh, it's a it's a real easy website too. You know, I I love these one page websites. You know what I mean? And <laughs> and it just takes you to wherever you want to go. So it's really simple. Well, you can join through there, KFC.org. And now, and you're now if I look up and I want to join your specific group, eighty six eighty seven. Can I do that through here or? It's probably best just to reach out to you guys, right? It's easiest just to reach out to us. You don't have to worry about getting lost in the website. Uh-huh. But in that website, when you say, yes, I want to join, uh, eventually they ask you, uh, you would, do you want to find a council? Now, a little area like this, you're going to find us. Yeah, right. <laughs> if you're in Detroit, God knows where you're going to end up. Exactly. <laughs> uh, they've got all sorts of councils. You'll end up with area. a 24-hour night uh, if you go to Detroit. <laughs> and, <laughs> I know I have. Um, hey, uh, uh, anything else? You know, we're, I can't believe we're already running out of time. Me neither. Oh. I know. We should have a three-hour show. Apparently. Yeah. One, one of the things I would say that we do that I'm very proud of is Christian Neighbors, who are over here at the mm. Douglas Community yes. Church. They do a ton of great things. You know what the biggest problem they have? Huh. Getting people. Yeah. I mean, that money is around here in this city. You can get people to give you money so for generous. about anything. Yes. Right, I mean, right. Oh, you would be amazed what I get money for. Uh, <laughs> I get, here we go again. Happy Sunday. <laughs> no, but seriously, they, they have all sorts of things they're doing over there. We very much support them. Uh, I think we gave them, uh, I don't know, more than $1,000 and somewhere over 1,000 hours worth of people's times mm-hmm. uh, with their food bank that they have, mm-hmm. the clothing stuff that they do. Uh, they do some tremendous things for this area, uh, helping people that are much less fortunate than we are. So so you help them as well. We help wow. them a That's lot. Uh, so they're That's looking great. for volunteers. Yeah, they're they looking need for the... volunteers. Okay. And we help facilitate that when we can. So, you know, if you said, oh, I want to be a knight, but I really don't want to do a lot. And it's like the first thing I would say was, what are you What do you like? What are you passionate about? Yeah. And, well, maybe it's the life movement. Maybe it's food for families. Maybe it's, you know, going to church. I don't know, but I got a program for it. Well, you want to help. You want to get a hold of Dennis Dreyer, and you want to learn more about the Knights of Columbus. They're an organization that helps everybody around them. Thank you so much for being on the Thank show, you. Dennis. Thank you. We've learned a lot about the Knights of Columbus. It was so informative. I, I thought that. so, too. Yes. I didn't know much about them. And now I know a lot of what they do. So a lot of what you're doing is helping others. And uh, and we appreciate Pancake Breakfast coming up on March 12th. And Only, fish fries. And fish fries are coming up, too. So uh, you want to learn more about that. You can go to uh, kofc.org. You can also go to their Facebook page if you look up uh, Knights of Columbus, uh, St. Peter Council number 8687. They have a Facebook page as well. Right. So um, so thanks for being on the show. Thanks for teaching us about Knights of Columbus. Thank you. And thank you for listening. This is Saga Tech on Sunday. Thank you, Brandy, for being my Again, thank you, co-host Brandy. and waking so up. Fun. So nice to meet you. And, and enjoying my scones. Oh. Mm, they were so good. <laughs> Talented, Gregory. You'll want to tune in next week. We've got a few guests coming on, and we'll also have Blue Star Cafe ice cream and ice cream treats. They'll be on as well, and more guests uh, every Sunday. This is Saga Tech on Sunday saying, have a great Sunday fun day, everybody. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in.